Louder! And it's time for the Gore and More Podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking in and head in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. Going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what's going on, Gorehounds? Welcome to another episode of the Goremore Podcast. I'm your not so mean fluff master supreme, Big Johnny D, bringing this shit show in. However, I don't bring this shit show in alone. For with me, as always, are my beloved horror brethren, which I need to flip around here a little bit. There we go. Oh. Started off with that Chad Daddy, that Dark Lord of Knowledge, that Chattahoochee, Mr. Chad Chrisman. What's up, bitches? What's up, homie? And we have that beloved Meat Mountain, that Killing Machine, Mr. Bobby Amone. Good evening, motherfuckers. It is Monday. We are almost into the month of October. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm already going to say it because for uh, us us horror nerds and you alike, we're already in spooky season. We don't yes. need to say that. It's for all dude, the three of us we're always in spooky season, you know. No, I know, but even still like societal norms at this point, dude, like everything's based off of retail seasons in our lives now whether we like to admit it or not. And well, spooky season starts right after Labor Day. That is official now. That's just what it is. Christmas is already encroaching in the fucking stores and it's still september so spooky season is well underway at this point Basically, for every store that puts up christmas stuff now they could go suck a dick well that'd be walmart um so <laughs> and fucking lowe's fuck you lowe's and walmart and hallmark but hallmark might not count because they're kind of all year round a little bit That's their so. shit. yeah yeah so you know i'll give it to them um today is september 25th 2023 and we have a fantastic fucking episode today. We're talking an episode, or, uh, well, we're talking Dr. Sleep, man. And we've been uh, mentioning that for a long time on this show. And we finally did it. Unfortunately, all of us aren't here. But uh, much love to our brother, Scuba Steve. He's dealing with some bullshit right now. I ain't going to get into it because it's his personal stuff. Needless to say, give some love to Scuba Steve. He needs it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he had he had a bad day. We'll just leave it at that. It's Yep. Universal bullshit. That's all you need to know. Everybody yeah, okay. deals with it. Listen, everybody, um, send him a wiener pick. He'll be a happy man. He might send one back, so you might be lucky. Exactly. I mean, if you get one back, you are definitely lucky for sure. Like that's no question about that. <laughs> At least it's not like it's not it's not like Bobby where the picture has to be taken with the Hubble telescope. Oh, I think you're gonna say it twice because you got to keep scrolling down to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> It's just three photos that shaft, shaft, and then finally head. You're like, oh, geez. finally, finally, you get to the head, and you're just like, oh, it's pretty impressive. It's, it's, it's like, like a panorama shot. It's like when it's like when Bob or uh, when Brody described the monster from um, from Beyond. It's like dick on a dick on a ball sack. <laughs> For real, dude. Got to forget about fuck. that. Oh shit! Dude, I forgot about it too until I realized that I had it written down in my notes that he wrote that that he said that. Oh, oh nice! Fun to remember that. Hell yeah! But uh, before we talk Doctor Sleep, we are going to do what we always do, and we're going to talk about what the fuck we did in the past week. So uh, we don't have Scoobas here, and me and the boys do not like to sing. So we're going to pull in variant Scoobs <clears throat> from uh, I think 
Scoob said 626. He was from, I'm not really sure. Universe, yeah. All righty. So, uh, variant Scoobs, if you could please. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your Give me that pizza. You know what I just realized? I, I didn't realize his face was in the corner that I only look at the pizza. You, you never saw? Never noticed. I never noticed that till now. Wow. Hey, just always looking at that pizza, huh? Hey, is that, I mean, do you think that variant Scoob is from the same universe as uh, Pizza Papa? The Pizza Papa always gets paid. Oh, Pizza Papa? He always gets his paid. Uh, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> In that universe, he is Pizza Papa. Fucking right, Pizza Papi. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, so Chad Daddy, we haven't seen you or pretty face in a hot minute. How you the fuck yeah. you been, buddy? I've been well. You know, I haven't been here the last couple weeks because my son has had soccer games three consecutive Mondays. He has a game right now that my wife is at that I'm sitting out because this was my pick, so I absolutely had to be here for this week. Hell yeah, dude. And the last couple of weeks, you know, I've had a couple of rough days at work. Not like it really went bad. It's just like it was like really stressful, like just trying to get stuff done and just getting covered in grease and certain things not working. And so I really needed a therapeutic episode like this. There you uh, go. I my boys. Yeah, I miss buddy. my boys. So, yeah, aside from, you know, doing a lot of soccer games, um, what else have we done? You know, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok in the spare time that I have and spending time with the kids. You know, we've had a lot this past weekend, you know, a soccer game. We had a birthday party with my buddy, Tim. Uh, Tim is actually a part of the old Dewback Network. So he was. Uh, oh, um, oh, what's the last name? I'm brain. Oh. I, I think I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. He pops in every once in a while. Yeah. 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 Nice, so uh, his, his, his daughter had a birthday party. So we went there. It was really nice seeing them because I haven't seen them for a good bit. Hell yeah, bro. We always keep telling him we want to have a fire and hang out. And it's hard for us to do because his fiance works nights at a bar. So it's kind of hard to schedule something like that. I get it, dude. Yeah, it's nice seeing them and the kids again. What else do we do? Um, watch that movie Elemental, that Pixar movie. That's the most recent one. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How was well, it? It's all right. I mean, my daughter liked it, but she's the only one. She watched it by herself. We didn't it's it's it. typical Pixar, you know. It's I am not a Pixar guy, dude. I am for like the I older don't. stuff, but the last few just really haven't hit, hit it. I am I am a DreamWorks fanboy, dude. I will fully admit <laughs> it. I am not. Like, if this is a Pepsi, Coke, Nintendo, Sega debate, I am on the fucking DreamWorks side 100%. Oh, yeah. Agreed. No, agreed. Nothing wrong track, buddy. Nothing wrong with well, it's yeah, it's always dirtier, and it just seems like a little bit cheaper. But they know that, and they're okay with it. You yes. know what I mean? Like, it's yes. last, <laughs> so last Friday, I didn't go into work last Friday. I've, I've been doing you know a little bit over time here and there. Like, I came in this this past Friday, and I'll be working this Friday. But the Friday before, I took off. You know, I didn't. You don't need to. You know, we get our All forty right. hours in. There's so um, sat at home, and there's this channel on Pluto TV called Eighties Rewind that shows Eighties movies. There's also a 90s rewind, a 2000s rewind, but the 80s rewind, I turned it on, and it was showing Coming to America. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time, so I watched it. It was like the second half of Coming to America, and it was followed immediately by Beverly Hills Cop. Hey. And then Beverly Hills Cop. So it was a full Eddie Murphy marathon? It was a full Eddie Murphy. But then after Beverly Hills Cop 2, it went right back to Coming to America. That's okay. I don't, like when, I don't like when stations do that though. When they full repeat, like yeah. Yeah, you should get. I feel like, and this is just me. You should at least give it an eight hour time block, like eight, allow eight hours in between said 
You know what I mean? Like this isn't TNT's Christmas story, 24 hours kind of a situation. You don't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. I was, I was a little disappointed when I went right back to coming to America. At least they're in like the golden child or something. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen the golden child, it's pretty good. I haven't. So I got to throw that on then. Feel like it's, I have, but it's probably been a long time. It's very much like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. Eddie Murphy. Big Trouble. Was wait with supernatural shit too? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. Yeah, he fights a he fights a demon at the end. Huh. Yeah, it's actually really good. Nice, dude. That's awesome. So Eddie Murphy marathon. All right. Yeah. So so know, yeah. Really, aside from that, like I said, it's just been time with the kids. Time with the wife, time with family. I'm pretty relaxed. Word, word. What's up, Mika? How are you? Hello there. Hello, hello. Hey, you know, perfectly fitting because he's in Doctor Sleep. Hello there. That's right. General Kenobi. I was going to say, yeah, we totally got a whole different kind of uh, force power going on in this movie. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Talking but enough about me, Bobby. What have you been up to, buddy? What did I do? Well, last week I worked, you know, normal work, rumbling crap and all that fun shit. And I just go, well, I don't really give a fuck. So just let me do my job and all that. Hmm. But uh, Friday night was actually, it was a nice night. I went out with some of the guys from work, all of us who just have a good time and love working together. We all went out and saw our former supervisor came out with us. And we just went, had some beers, had some food. It was just chilling. All that good stuff. It was a nice night. And then I, my girlfriend was in Texas for a week. Oh, oh no. She was nice. in Sugarland, Texas. She was down there for, uh, they were buying, not buying out, but they were selling a company. So they had to go down there and do some shit down there. And she had to do her work down there. I picked her up from the airport on Friday night. Around 1130, she came in. And since it's been a rainy, shitty weekend, Friday, Saturday was go to the gym and then whatever we want to do, which we really didn't do much. We chilled out. We had lunch. That, that, that was it, really. Saturday. You know, I feel so stupid because I have no idea what Rebecca does for a living. She, she is, she's an accountant. Oh, okay. She runs the. If I'm saying this right, and correct me if I'm wrong, honey, because she'll watch us a little bit. I believe she basically runs their whole financial department. Like, it's like she is the head finance person of the whole company. So that's what she does. So, you know, she deals with God only knows how much money every single day. So, but then Saturday night, I made homemade Big Macs. I found a Big Mac recipe and I made homemade McDonald's Big Macs and they were fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I will never buy a Big Mac from McDonald's again because I made them. Why would you in the I, first I, place? Because it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. Wow. And no. then Sunday we had a baptism and then we had a birthday party dinner for her sister. So that's what we did. We did running around all of the all of that fun stuff. And then we got to watch this movie. Yo, man. And then, and and then today I was off. Let me ask you a question, homie. Are they still doing baptisms like COVID style? Because that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, dude. Bring that shit back, man. No, no, because there are there's already talk of shutdowns coming back. So I don't want to hear it. 
Oh, oh God, why? no, no, no. I just want to bring priests with squirt guns back, dude. That's well, the only part that I want just back. Be a thing. That should just be the way to do it from now on. Right. Be like, you know what, man? Like, honestly, they should. <laughs> I'm going to go to fucking straight hell for this. They should take one of those little Jesus, dude, right? Just have the mom take a little lick. Put that right on the baby's forehead. That's the target. And then now the priest fucking lanes back. Bing! <laughs> You're baptized, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, it'd be oh, so bro. bad, dude. That would be so funny. I, I listen, Chad. It's weird, man, because it. You, you say that, and I have noticed that people have uh, have been coming down with it a little bit more. It's been popping up at work and shit, which I was like, God damn it, dude! I don't want to do that shit again. That's neighbor, I don't do that neighbor shit again. Positive. The neighbor kid tested positive positive for it, but he hasn't been sick, so. Oh man! Yeah. Like and it was it wasn't a false positive because they did at the same time, dude. Like nobody like. The other side of it doesn't give any flying fucks unless they're gonna like need to pull some shit. But you know what I mean? Like it they're now they're like you get like five days off and we don't even want to give you that, and then you definitely have to come back regardless. Like go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what up, bro? What up, Brody? Brody. Uh, all right, so Killing Machine stepped out for Un Momento. So I'll take it over and what I personally did, which wasn't much, so we'll keep it short and fucking sweet. But let's see, Friday, Friday I came home, dude, got a bunch of shit done, and I was fiending to play some fucking Mortal Kombat, and so I did. Uh, and then the wife wanted to watch a movie, so I got pulled away because you know you gotta do that. You gotta spend some time with the quality one. So we decided to watch Sinister, and I haven't watched that personally since we watched that in theaters. Um. I got about halfway through it and I feel like I enjoyed it for what I was watching more this time, but I got to finish it. It's always that ending that can either rake or break the movie, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I totally forgot it was a Blumhouse movie, which kind of maybe makes sense of why I didn't like the ending of it. I, if funny I remember it, I was just to mention we were at, like I said, we were at Tim's kid's birthday party and the, the old neighbors that we used to live by, uh, their boy Milo, who might be watching right now because I sent him the link, but uh, he's a big horror fan. And we were talking about Blumhouse movies and stuff, such. And I'm like, I can't really, you know, really think of any. I'm like, I'm sure there's a couple Blumhouse movies I did like, but must have been I like the horror. I liked the visit. I thought the visit was pretty good. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Mm -hmm. That was the found footage one with the cracked grandparents. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Like in the trailer, she was trying to get the granddaughter to clean inside the oven and shit. You were like, yeah, oh, man, what is it? Yeah, that was an all right one. And um, oh, what's the one there? Uh, what's the one with the, uh, the beast? Uh, with fucking Professor Xavier there when he's got the split split. That one was bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Answered my own question. Um, but yeah, so anyways, watching a little bit. Of, what's that? Yeah. Dude, I got I picked up like this because it was at Big Lots one day and it was like super fucking cheap. It was like seven bucks and probably a reason for that. But it was like a bloom a Blumhouse movie collection. It was six or seven different movies. And yeah, it had split. It I haven't seen upgrade yet, and I heard fantastic things about that. I think it has the it has the first conjuring in there. Uh it's got Get Out. So that's how I saw Get Out. It's got I don't know. It's got a few other like bigger ones. And 
I feel like they're like half half for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. But no, Saturday we ended up uh, taking the family and we met up with some friends. We went to the pumpkin patch. We did not get pumpkins, but like, <laughs> no, wow. Well, I'm just laughing because the video your wife posted. Oh yeah, I'll get to that in a second. That I should I should load that up honestly. Actually, I wonder if I can. Um. So, anyways, yeah. So we went to this place. I can't. I think it's called Pick and Patch. Maybe I don't remember. But dude, I've been to a lot of pumpkin places, and obviously, like pumpkin patches in the last decade or so have expanded to a point of just being. A pumpkin bash, as we all know, right? Like now, it's got to be a full-on activity center. Yes, and that's uh, that, that's that's just what it is. That's the nature of the beast. It is what it is. Whatever. These motherfuckers have found it, like figured out a fantastic way to do it. So you go in. You, you can either buy your tickets online, blah blah blah. So you go in huge, like open field, but it's completely all fenced in, right? And even within the fencing part is still like the tractor ride, which isn't much. And then there's like a whole apple fucking thing, which is also completely fenced in its own area, but it's connected to it. So you can go apple picking, right? Mm -hmm. So literally you could just let your kid go free range in this place, dude. And you could, and you could almost keep an eye on them. Like 98% of the places. Like if you get behind a couple of the food shacks, you might lose them. But other than that, man, it is completely wide open space, right? So you go in, dude, super fucking like, it's just super simple setups, dude. They got like a bubble station. They got some shit where they had some like duck racing where it's like, it's literally some PVC setup of a ramp going down and then back down to a trough, which has two water pumps set into it to the highest thing. And then just a bunch of plastic ducks. So you just put a bunch of plastic ducks up in there and you just start pumping like crazy against the other person to try to race it down. <laughs> and then a, as like Chad like Daddy's Bro, I don't give a shit if this place was for kids. Me and my buddy, who was also 38 years old, were having the time of our lives at this place. <laughs> because I, I they saw have some of the videos there. of you. Yeah, they have alcohol there, man. And this whole oh, place, nice. this whole place. So like, okay. So the next thing which you guys saw me on, they had a little trike racing uh course which looks way more fun than it actually is to do because <laughs> the problem is especially with my fat ass um and big ass the tire is its own pedal system right yeah yeah now you always know i'm taller obviously so i need to be set back a little bit so my knees can get underneath the handlebars well, the problem is now all my weight is distributed too far off the front tire. So I'm just popping wheelies, spinning the whole time. like yeah, yeah, Not getting fucking traction. What's so fucking ever. So then like I get halfway around. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. My buddy's like, try a different one with a seat closer. So I do. And it is better. But now you got to fucking like bow your fucking legs out like this and fucking <laughs> kind of like an asshole so why I, why wouldn't jen get a video of the wheelie popping because she didn't see it at that time oh, like she God, wasn't that, over there at that, that would have been funnier than ever uh so yeah we did like one loop and we both were like winded as fuck we we're like that was terrible that was such an awful fucking idea like why did we do that <laughs> um and then they got like a nice beer truck over here with like slushies and shit so i got a slushy and then a oktoberfest after that so then they got like basketball and like football, just throwing shit, which is, you know, simple. 
holes in fucking some painted holes on some fucking plywood, dude, that you're just throwing this shit through. And then next to that, they got um, they got a baseball speed checker with its own like like their own homemade little speed checker thing set up on it. And then they had a couple slides. One was like a built one into a hill from a carnival. They had apple cannons, which are fucking always a good goddamn time, dude. Like who doesn't love shooting a fucking apple out of a fucking turret, dude? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want it. I had some intrusive thoughts behind that fucking thing, dude. Let me just say, because I was like, bro, could you imagine this as like a home defense if you had like people <laughs> just taking them out with apples? Like, wah. um, we we did that. We did that last weekend, dude. Like, what is the caliber of an apple? I need to know. You know, <laughs> like, what does that go to? Think of it like the size of a grenade. So go from there. Jesus Christ. But uh, and then they had like this cool like wood rope course and shit like that, dude, which was like I could do half of it. But then there was some shit where I was like, yeah, my fat ass ain't trying to fit through that shit. But like, you know, some of it was just like walking over stumps or it had like just like ropes with logs on them that you had to like get across and shit. So and then they had like this pounce pad in the center for kids and there was some other little shit. So needless to say, and there's some food shacks. Right. And then, of course, leaving this place, it's just like a fucking zoo. They make you leave through the gift shop, the motherfuckers. And that's where all the stuffed animals and shit are and fucking assholes. Of course. And you know what? Hey, you want chocolate milk and everything? Yeah, it's right over in the gift shop. You could just hop in and then come right back out. You're like, you sons of bitches. Stop putting all the kids' drinks around all the fucking toys and shit, you fucks. Yeah, I know. They knew exactly. I know. It's such a smart thing. And then there's like, uh, Chad, you got little kids. There's So there's like a little kid pumpkin book series out. And it's like this little square pumpkin. Oh, I don't Spookly. know if you Spookly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dude, that's like their mascot for this thing, man. They had an inflatable. They sell they sold a shit ton of stuffies of him. They had all his books for sale. My wife like, would have loved that because she loves Spookly the Square Pumpkin. Oh, bro. Yeah, dude. They actually yeah, the the stuffies were really like nicely made and shit like that. So needless to say, man, we oh, and they had a full fucking core maze to which this year they did it for Jurassic Park. So it was all this huge, oversized Jurassic Park corn maze, which was cool. Dude, we were in there for over a fucking hour, man. It's it's easily over two miles if you do the whole thing. Was the entryway, did it at least look like the Jurassic Park doors? So it didn't, they had some like dinosaur statues out in front. It didn't look like that, but it was more like the overhead. Like, here's the maze. This is what it looked like. And it said uh, Jurassic Farm. And then it had like dinosaurs in each corner with the obviously normal Jurassic Park symbol. That's cool. But dude, we were at this pumpkin patch for five fucking hours, bro. And it didn't and it didn't even feel like it was like it didn't feel like five hours. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a bad like, oh, my God, we've been here forever. It was like, holy shit, dude, we've actually been here five fucking hours already. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You enjoy you enjoyed yourself. Oh, absolutely. What's up, Mal? Hi, Mal. No, absolutely, man. It was uh the girls fucking loved it, man. They fucking tired themselves out. They had some great fucking food. They had a pumpkin pizza. I was too scared to get it, but my friends got it. I just got the normal pepperoni pizza because I'm like, yeah, I want to go with something I trust and I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin pizza, no sauce, pumpkin puree, cheese, bacon, arugula, pesto, and balsamic a balsamic vinaigrette on top of it like spritzed and i was just like that's a that fancy sound, pizza that's it, it looked very good. fancy but it, 
in the same vein, too fancy for my plain ass. Like I was just like, mm-hmm. I, would, I, I would try it. I would, I would, I would try I would it if they had it by the that. slice, but I don't want to spend 12 bucks for a whole pizza. If I'm not going to fucking like it, you know what I mean? Like that's 12 bucks. That's, that's actually a really good price for a whole pizza. Oh yeah. It, it's, it's a 12 inch pizza dude for 12 bucks. It was like, I thought it, which that's is a, weird actually... because the, the big pretzel was the same fucking price, but I think it's the same amount of dough. So <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that would make sense. But I still feel like when you say pretzel versus pizza, I'm more apt to buy the pizza because I feel like in my head I'm getting more. Yeah, I don't know why, just because you had cheese and sauce, right? Everything. Yeah, but it was right, only just pepperoni, not... and it wasn't even a lot. But it's just the extra cheese and sauce. Well, yeah, but you're but like... with a pretzel, you're getting salt and dough. No, I mean you got mustard and cheese, but I say the mustard doesn't count because mustard is free anywhere. So that that. It, that's whatever cheese okay but i don't know either way great fucking place dude the girls had a blast i had a good time like i said we didn't even fucking buy pumpkins because we were so tired by the time we left i ended up coming home heading out to syracuse hung out with some of my ghostbuster boys who i haven't seen in a minute dude we just fucking chilled had a brewski watched afterlife and then uh then pretty much just thought about the possibilities of what's potentially coming with the new movie uh, there's been a few groups out there, at least one, the German boys, they've actually got to see the rough cut of it post-production. So there's no like special effects or anything, but they have got to see essentially what the movie will potentially be. So, but obviously they can't say anything, right. but uh, it's in, it's in the workings. I really, but, it's, it's, it's either a villain from the cartoon or someone completely new. I don't, we don't, it's gotta it. be new, new or yeah, cartoon's fine. Cartoon, you know what? That's fine. Cartoon is fine too. Like known is okay, but somebody who we've already had with the limited amount of movies we've had, don't keep bringing them back. No. Yeah. No. You want to show, you want to show the painting of ego fine, but that's it. You know what I mean? Do it in a pan shot. Ooh, there he is. Maybe a little less member berries this time around. I'm hoping, but that was one thing we were talking about. Cause the whole new director, I'm like, dude, I think it might actually be better. And he's like, and my buddies were like, why? I'm like, because dude, you don't have a guy living under his daddy's shadow trying to do something. You have somebody completely different who has the blessings of said family, but you know, he's not that family. So yeah, exactly. yeah. he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to feel the, the weight of like parental judgment and stuff like that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I other think that, it's fantastic. Regardless, you know, I'm gonna. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Me and the kids are definitely gonna see it. But uh, okay. other than that, man, I have rambled on way too fucking long. So let's wrap this shit up. And we are here once again to talk Doctor Sleeps, which is from 2019. And this was a Chad Daddy pick, this right? Was a Chad Daddy pick. Chad I Daddy loved, I loved The Shining, so I figured it was time to visit the uh, the sequel. And you know what's awesome is I love the fact that you love The Shining, and yet and. But you watched it with us. Like you you watched it for the show for the first time, which is the best to me. Uh yeah, buddy, take it away, homie. All right, so released November 9th, 2019, on highways across America, a tribe of people called the True Knot travel in search of sustenance. They look harmless, mostly old, lots of polyester, and married to their RVs. They're but chissies. as Dan Torrance <laughs> But as Dan Torrance knows, I thought that too. Uh and tween Abra Stone learns the True Knot are quasi-immortal, living off the steam that children with The Shining produce when they are slowly tortured to death. Haunted by the inhabitants of the Overlook Hotel where he spent one horrific childhood year, Dan has been drifting for decades, desperate to shed his father's legacy of despair 
alcoholism, and violence. Finally, mm-hmm. he settles in a New Hampshire town, an AA community that sustains him, and a job at a nursing home where his remnant shining power provides the crucial final moment to the comfort to the dying. Aided by a prescient cat, he becomes Dr. Sleep. Then Dan meets the evanescent Abra Stone and her spectacular gift. The brightest shining ever seen reignites Dan's own demons and summons him to a battle for Abra's soul and survival. I would just like to point out that I did copy and paste this description as it was written by Mr. Stephen King himself. Hey, can't get any better than that, right? As you were reading it, I'm like, that sounds like something King would write. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially the words like evanescent, you know, that that Yeah, like, right. That, that yeah, was exactly that was like, some big words there. Okay. Yeah. Directed, by, directed by Mike, not Walt Flanagan. Hmm. That's a quick reference. Uh Oculus, Gerald King. <laughs> Written by Mike Flanagan, Hush, The Haunting of Hill House, based on the book by Stephen King. Produced by Trevor Macy, Doomsday, The Strangers, yeah. and John Berg, Justice League. Aquaman, John Berg, yeah. is that is that the guy that uh, Seinfeld, Mister Berg, Mister mm, Berg? I'm, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's the same no. guy. No. Bring that up because what up, Gene? Gene what's, what's up, up Gene? I know we were missing Gene last week. We didn't have him. We were missing think, everybody last where week. Where was everybody in the chats last? I week? I don't know, dude. Last somebody. week was weird. And I know yeah. we started a little late, but at the same time, like there was it wasn't yeah. nobody. Yeah. Not even Heather, not even well, Brody was on, so he obviously was in the chat. No, and I get it, you know. I mean, listen, dude, people got shit going on. That's cool. Like, but we just want to let you know y'all were missed. Yes, <laughs> yes. you were. Big yes. time. I was very lonely. By that, the way, that, I, that's what it should that's what should be said. We, by the way, I'd like to, I would like to give breaking news that um my son's soccer team is no longer goalless. They have scored at least two goals so far. Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, Cameron plays defense, so he doesn't really get goals. What's that, bud? Cameron, my son plays defense, so he doesn't really go for the goals. That's fair. Okay. I was always a, I was always a D and goalie guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I I understand. All right, uh, take it away, Bobby. All right, starring, I always pronounce his first name wrong. Is it Ewan or Ewan? Ewan. Ewan. Ewan? Okay. Ewan McGregor. I like Ewan better, dude. Like, it's close enough to Ewok. <laughs> well, I was ready to say Ewan because I'm like, some people would say Ewan. that, and I would be that one. Ewan McGregor, Mullen Rogue, Robots. as Mulan Rouge. Mulan Rouge, man. Mullen Rogue. It was listen. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a name. It's okay. As Dan Torrance, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Life Dune as Rose the Hat, Kylie Mm. Curran, Secrets of Sulphur Springs, The Fall of the House of Usher as Aberstone, Carl Lumbly, Adventures of the Buckaroo. Say the whole thing. Bonzi across the eighth dimension. Jesus fucking Christ, Chad. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, man, that's a really famous movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Buckaroo Banzai? You never heard of Buckaroo Banzai? Nope. It's an older one, but yes, I have. Peter Weller, dude. It's Robocop. I've never seen Robocop. it, but I have It is a I... very bizarre movie. But I've anyway, seen it I... once, and I'm not sure if I liked it or not. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I will have to watch it then. It's the 1984. Oh, wow, John Lithgow's in it, too. Uh, Justice League as Dick Halloran, Zan McLaren, McLaren, close enough. Longmire, the Forever Purge as Crow Daddy, 
Emily Alin Lind, the babysitter, gossip girl, as Snakebite Andy. Bruce Greenwood, Star Trek, the resident, as Dr. John Dalton. Jocelyn Donahue, the House of the Devil, Insidious Chapter 2, as Lucy Stone. Cliff Curtis, the Meg, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, as Billy Freeman. Robert Longstreet, the Haunting of Hill House, Halloween Kills, as Barry the Chunk. Karel Chunk. What a fucking name, dude. I was just, I was like, that's a it's hell a, of a fucking It's name. a big change from, I guess, his name in the book. Like the script, the, it was like censored out in the IMDb. Really? But I think it's, mm. I think it's Barry the, I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to get canceled, but it's a very racist, anti-Asian. Oh, work hey, knees. okay. That's all yeah. you need. Fair. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Fair enough. Uh, Karel Strukan. I'm saying that, yeah. The Adams Family, Strokin Men in it. Black, stroked that too. <laughs> As Gr- Grandpa Flick, Alex Esso, The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Pope's Exorcist, as Wendy Torrance, and Zachary Momo, <laughs> Moho, whatever I can't pronounce today. Back to my normal self. Seven Seconds to Kill Team as Dave Stone. Total body count of 17. John? Alrighty, sorry about that. Do do do. Music by the Newton Brothers, The Haunting of Hill House, and The Forever Purge. Cinematography by Michael Fimo Fimonari, Fimonari, Oculus, The right. Haunting of Hill House. Edited by Mike Flanagan, Oculus, and Gerald Gain. Effects and makeup by Rise Visual Effects Studios. The Fate of the Furious and Stranger Things. Never heard of it. Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, runtime of 152 minutes, rating of R, budget 55 million, engrossed 72.3 million. That's it? That didn't do that great. And I would like to point out there is a extended cut of the movie that's like half an hour longer. Jesus Christ! And I, I go in. I, do I liked a, what I saw, but goddamn, I didn't. I didn't. I have I don't need another thirty minutes, dude. I have a listing of all the uh, the deleted scenes, and it doesn't really seem like it's essential. I'm sure it's not. It's probably yeah, it just is. fluff, dude. It's probably normal Stephen King fluff, just to make writing, you know, good. And that, that, uh, honestly, that's a little disappointing. But we'll talk about that now in general discussion. That's a very disappointing box office return. I'll yeah. say it straight up. This was a phenomenal movie. It was very and good. I, well, I, I'm going to tell you right now and why I personally think of it. And I could not say my opinion means fucking shit, but I do remember when this came out. However, I do also remember that the advertising for this movie was complete dog shit. Mm-hmm. They did not advertise this movie whatsoever. Half of the people I even talked to didn't even like. I would say about half of the people didn't even realize it was supposed to be a sequel to The Shining. Yeah. That they didn't know. Me me included. I will gladly throw myself into that boat. I didn't know until Bob saw it and then told us about it after the fucking fact. I knew it was was a sequel because I knew the book came out and the book was a sequel. But I mean, if we're going to be honest, dude, like we take 100% of people, like how many of the people actually know about any of the books? You know what I mean? Like maybe the classical ones, sure, but even newer ones, I'm like, "Ah, I don't pay attention enough. Yeah. That being said, it is a fantastic fucking movie. I also wonder maybe if it came out, it was coming. It came out at a weird time because I also think that's when the big old uh, 
the big old vid started hitting everything. Yep. Not not to the extent when it got to March where shit closed down, but I do believe November is when you started seeing like flare up shit about it in the news. And it started becoming a thing around this time. I'm not saying that's necessarily to blame. But I do remember November being weird that year. And it also, as you can see, I'm joined by my youngest daughter, Harper. (laughs) Hello, little one. I just wandered in here. Hmm. Uh, I always said hi to you. You want to wave to them? Hello. Hello. And she's going to go chill on the bed, I think. I'm not sure what she's doing. But yeah, and then. Another thing is this came out post spooky season. I don't think I'm not sure November is the best time. I think it's a little dry horror wise, but you really want to get that October Halloween crowd in there to see this. And I don't remember what all came out in October of that year. Did uh, do you guys 2019? remember? Um, Let's see. Halloween was the year prior. Yep. Did Screen 5 come out? Or was that 2020? I thought that was 2020. Okay, that might have been 2020. 2019. I feel like that might have been a little dry, horror-wise. Yeah. Let's take a look. I'll, I'll look this up. You guys keep talking. Well, you know what the weird part is? Like, yeah, you might be right. It should have came out in October. But you know something, though? This, I mean, yeah, okay, we, we know it is a sequel. But to me, I don't think this would have done, maybe then since it wasn't, advertise as well much better in october because it's definitely not i feel an october movie let alone something in halloween time but that's also me personally i well, think it could be, maybe maybe i think if and obviously yes we'll get into the general discussion i just personally think like if they push the advertising more as an actual shining sequel even if you're gonna even if you're gonna mislead people about it you know what i mean but you just show up some snippets from like the reshoots in the beginning and shit like that and then you show some shit from the end where they're back at this at the dilapidated hotel you skip all the shit in the middle you don't need that there that they'll see that when they come to the movie but you know what i mean you kind of just lay that little bit so you know oh shit this is a this is in reality i'm sequel like i'm actually glad they didn't use that for advertising because I liked yeah. the surprise at the end of them going back to the Overlook. Oh, I mean, that was cool, too. I, I kind of... Yeah, you kind of expected it, yeah. I was going to say, I kind of expected it only because it kept getting brought up and, like, he's had these ghosts locked in. I'm like, they're going to come back into place somehow, and I'm glad they did. But, uh, yeah, let's fucking discuss this movie. So, this uh, was my first time viewing it. Obviously, Bob, not yours. No. Uh, Chad Daddy, yours? My first as well. Okay, cool. So that being said, let's start right from the begin. Let's start right from the get go. How do we feel about all the reshot scenes? They were a little, they were a little off putting because the actors weren't that similar to. Like you did get a couple quick shots that they were were similar. It it was almost like there was there was two shots that are used in the movie that were taken directly from The Shining. One was the with uh, the the axe breaking through the door because that was Shelley Duvall. Yes. Yes. No, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. That that one. The, there, there was one shot that was Shelley Duvall. When they the axe goes through the door. Well, they did it at twice. The, at the at the end, it's not her though. 
No, 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 no. Beginning, yeah. In the beginning. At the end, it's clearly the new mom. Well, and then... Um, the newer actor, actress. The, 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 the shot going over the water and you see the car going up the hill. That's the same shot from the first one. They just uh, darkened yeah. it. Yeah. And Do they, they add some like CGI mist and shit in there? Because yeah. Yeah, that one looks a little snow. bit... It, it looked good. It still just didn't look as good as the OG, just like actual crisp fucking helicopter shot, you know? Like, yeah, they wanted to they wanted to re- reuse it, but still make it. I get it. As, modernized. As, yeah. as far as using new actors for that, I mean, I think they did a phenomenal job. I mean, but also nobody's going to do the job that either one of them did in The Shining. That's 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 so, not going to happen. No, I agree with that. Now, I think the heart, like the mom, the mom replacement to me wasn't as bad. I feel like she kind of had her nervous voice on cue with that, and she kind of had the look. Now, the dad later on, yeah, questionable. Like it kind of looked like Jack Torrance, but it was like B version Jack Torrance. Like, he would have been Jack Nicholson. He would have been Jack Nicholson's stunt double for a scene in in the original one. You know what I mean? Like he like looks kind of close, but not. Baseballs. Yeah, you idiot! <laughs> These are their stunt doubles. Exactly. Like that would have been that dude. But no, like I thought, I liked, I liked the redoing of the first, like first one, only because it brings you kind of up to speed. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't, if you haven't watched the shining in a while, which I personally haven't, not that I needed to, but I kind of wanted to, I'm glad they did this for that reason. I, so I didn't have to. Now, is it as good as the OG? No, but like Chad, daddy said, even my wife's like, I like it, but something about just replacing the actors just doesn't, it feels weird. And maybe that's where you resonate with that a little bit too. I get it. Eh. But, I thought I thought it was still just a good setup for the beginning, though. Like you got the whole idea of the mind boxes, and that's literally what it's all for—is just mm-hmm. to get a, like, okay, he learned this one extra trick when he was a kid. All right, fast forward to the future now. And I like the thought that the idea that the the entities of the hotel were still following him even after he was gone. Right, yeah, like they're that they're that hungry for his for his shine steam steam. So the steam thing, I'm questioning on that because now everybody has steam. Correct. Because we see that when the older folks die in the home Mm -hmm. when he's next to them. But is it if you have the shine, you just have that much more steam? Is that what I'm taking? Yes. Yes. You have they have like a ton more. Like so steam is or something. So steam is essentially life essence. Is what, what so I took it as. So. Yeah. To which would explain if you have the shine, you would have more life essence into you, which would give you the ability to be able to perceive into other people that way. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, and it, they did bring up that quote where, like, a lot of people have it and they don't even realize they do have it. So I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of cool too. Like, and I can't say this because, uh, and it's in my notes later that uh, actually uh, Jack Torrance had the shine. I he figured has- he did, and I only mm-hmm. I figured this movie actually more solidified that basis, only because 
well, that's why all the ghosts were going after him in the first one. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah, drawn to him for a fucking apparently reason. It's, and... Apparently it's confirmed in the book doc, book version of Dr. Sleep. And that's why oh, no shit. he was an alcoholic because he was trying to deaden it. Which like, that's you're right. So that's, that would make sense why he was seeing the ghost. Yeah. And uh, she never did because Shelly Duvall never saw him. I'm, no, I'm she did not. Think, right. Well, no. Right. So, okay, cool. No, but see, I, I like that 100%. That's that's why I'll say this also, right? This is the, I call this the perfect sequel, but at the same time, it's its own movie. Because the first movie is the deterioration of a man who's trying to suppress all his shit with his alcohol and everything in his life. This is the story of you see a young man who's already at the bottom, but climbs back up to yeah. the, you see him recover, that's deal exactly with it, it. and exactly and like, it. As as Steve, Stephen King said it himself, he says, "I wrote The Shining. I was an alcoholic. I was a bad parent to a degree. I was this. I was that. I wrote this. I'm sober. This mm-hmm. is a totally different journey. And you literally see how where he was his father. But then he goes, "Well, I'm not you, so I move on." Exactly. The first, the, the original Shining is about al- alcoholism. And this is about recovery. Yeah. Hey, Bob, can you do me a solid? Can you give yourself a reset, dude? Your camera, I can't even see your handsome face, dude. I can hear you just fine. Yeah, you look like you're dialing it in from 1998. Yeah, it's like straight up 240p, buddy. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Let me try this, too. Got the old flip-flop fucking... uh... No, it's it's just the... It's still bad? Okay, all right. I'll, I'll be right back. Just give us a quick reset if you could. Thanks, buddy. Um... No, but this movie, man, it brings it. Okay, so it brings us up to speed. He is a drunk uh, charlatan, I guess you were going to say. I'm not really sure. Uh, he's a bum, essentially. He yeah. he's a grade A bum. He's not even he's not even a good person at all. There we go. All right, that's a little cleaner. Sweet, much better. Good, Bob. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I was just uh... right. nope. You're good. So, like I was just saying, so now we're we're up in not into the present, but we're up into the future to where now he's an adult. Like I just said, he's a bum. He's a shit. He's a shithole. He's a shitty person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh the fact that that mom and da- the mom and kid ended up dying, dude. That like how? F- yeah. How that, I was like, fucked what? was that scene, dude? Because like. It for some reason didn't even like hit to me until after the scene ended, and I was just like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh fuck, dude, like that is yeah, that was that was a hard one. That that was some heavy, sh- like that almost makes you like that moment really sets you for how you feel about this character at this point in time, like." Even though you know he didn't necessarily like, like obviously he didn't mean for them to die. Yeah. Right now. But oh, it was so gross that when he woke up and there was just puke next to her on the bed. I was just like, that's definitely a night of, oh, dear God, who are you? I don't want to know. It looked like they spilled oatmeal. Yes. It was really green, though. She was drinking apple martini or she was drinking uh, apple martinis that night or something like that. Yep. There you go. Make that. What's that? This is like a very like nineties, two thousands. Bro, the nineties are coming back, man. It's all there, baby. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Sour I'm apple sure puck. I can't believe I even talked about that. I can't even 
Wow. Fucking A, man. <sighs> so no, but yeah, we bring it up to speed. He's a shitbag. He knows he's a shitbag. And so he's trying to escape his life, to which he does. And we meet uh what's his buddy there? His uh AA buddy. What's his name? Oh, um my, uh Mike. Is it Mike? I don't know why I don't know why I'm thinking Mike. Billy? No. Billy. I think it's Billy. Is it Billy? Is it Billy? Billy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, now so we, meet, right. we meet Billy, who right off the bat is a super trusting dude, to which kind of puts red flags up to me, but I also think I'm a skewed from watching too many horror movies. <laughs> it didn't put that's, up that's... any horror. It didn't put up any red flags for me because as soon as he helped Danny find, you know, room to live in, I'm like, this guy's been through this, you know. That's why he's yeah. so nice to him because he's so had. And I, well, of course, true. That's it, what it, was. it was just the initial until we skipped to eight years later again, which I was very kind of surprised about. But it makes sense because before we do that, we get a uh, we get a snippet of ABBA as an inner super youth. Yes, we do. And we learn. It, it's interesting how this movie does it, because we're learning about a lot of different characters at once with not only her, but then. Right from the get go, we learn about Rose the Hat and her like tribe and shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Kinda. Or we're learning about them. Yeah. And as and as for villains, I feel like this movie actually spends a lot of time with the villain in yes, their focal yes, point. Where yeah, like usually you just, you never get that. You know what I mean? Like, there's never been a nightmare where we have 10 minutes where we're with just Freddy doing his thing trying to figure some shit out and like trap these you know what i mean we yeah. never get that side of it i think and the it was... only i think about the only other movie that i can think of that immediately springs to mind where you spend that much time with the villain is infinity war i would say infinity war or maybe even rob zombies halloween and even or... on rob zombies halloween it's still not to that focus where you're behind his mask you know what i mean like you're with him the whole time but the... this almost I, I hate to say, like, it doesn't make you want to feel for her, but I almost feel like it may just a scotch. No, I you do not. No, no, not. Yeah, no. like you don't. And that so that's that's what I'm saying. Like the, her, the way her character is like she isn't, but she is because like, obviously, like she gets completely taken asunder by Abba later on. And that whole fucking scene was just awesome. I can't wait to talk about that. But you're right. These people, even though, like, I don't know, man. I feel like we've just had way more malicious villains. But when these people died, it was so fucking satisfactory. Mm -hmm. That happened, dude. Yes. And maybe it's because they're a bunch of ki child killers. Maybe that's what it fucking just, you know, inherently set in. Yes, that's exactly but, what it is. <laughs> but going back, we get young Abba. She's throwing, she's doing Matrix tricks of fucking bending spoons and putting them up on the ceiling and shit like that. <laughs> Mommy and daddy are confused and scared, which, you know, hey, I'd that, probably be a little that bit is entirely <laughs> That is entirely that magician's fault that that even happened, too, by the way. Oh, because he was showing her the trick? Yeah, she was like, oh, I can do that, too. He's like, yeah, sure you can. Right? That was awesome. But, no, so then we jump eight more years, which, like I said, I did not personally expect. But it makes sense with the growth of our characters and, like, where we got to go. So, obviously, Danny, or Dan... Uh, he's completely sober now. He's been going strong. He's cleaned up. Mm -hmm. He's got clean living, still dealing with his past, but in a much better, 
healthier yeah. outlook for sure. He's got a good friend that he's always can rely on. And our character, Abba, she's obviously a young teenage girl at this point and very strong with her powers, dude. She's got to be like a level fucking five Omega mutant at this By point. By the way, you keep calling her Abba. It's Abra. You keep saying Abba. Abba. I, I wanted to say, but I'm I like, know. I'm I'm sorry, catchy. Abra, Abba. I don't know. Well, it's and, close and enough. And also, not only that, we also understand where the name of the movie and or the book came from, too. Yes. Because Danny was, with the help of a cat, they called him Dr. Sleep because that's when the people knew it was their time. He would come into the room and sit with them. And they knew it's like, okay, I could just go to sleep. I'm not sure if I'm using the right word. What? That cat is, is that cat like a masochist or like a sociopath? Like, it just likes watching people die. Like, no, there, this, this was actually based on a fact. And this is what, no, I know. I was that cat that would, right? Because they, they could always see stuff. But I'm just, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I was just thinking, like, every time they would just show the cat and the cat just sitting there, like, looking at him, I'm always just trying to think of like inner monologue of the cat. But it'd be like those Instagram where the cats are like, yeah, man, what's up? Like, (laughs) voice. But no, that was a very uh that was a very sombering scene. Uh the first time that guy goes. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little tear in my eye. I was just like, Oh, that's sad. But at the yeah. same time, that's probably one of the best things that anybody could possibly wish for is when they're going is to actually just have somebody Someone. there to be yeah. there. Yeah. And like that was that was I was just like <sighs> we could all be so lucky. <laughs> well, it's also he also they also get someone who just has in in the so weird way an understanding of it's going to be okay. You're not fully gone, but you'll be okay. Go to sleep. It is what it is, and it helps him. Maybe it kind of helps him make amends for like things that he's obviously done in the past. Like it's never going to take away the fact that like that mom and kid were you know dead. But if he can help ease other people's pain, it at least gives him some grieving, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But then we start getting it. Once we get the basis layering of like all our characters here, this is where we start to get into the thick of it. And this is where the shit starts getting fucking interesting. So now we start getting, obviously we got a, a, a small girl getting abducted in the beginning. But we didn't really know what the fuck was going on. We just got a bunch of people fucking hovering over top of her like zombies. Not really sure what's up, right? This is where we decide or we're shown what's going on. And this is where we get the introduction of our newest member for the... What is it called? The Knot? The the Knot, right? Yeah, the Knot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... And... At first, I thought I was going to kind of like this character because, you know what I mean? She was kind of yeah, she's out, I, she's out there doing. She's out there doing uh, dirty guys. Yeah, she's right. like going you know out I mean? pedophiles, killing these pedophiles. Yeah. Okay, is she going to be like helping Dan? Like, what's going on? And, and I and I was kind of all for this character for a moment, dude. And then, man, she does a such a one eighty when she joins that fucking knot, and she's just such a cunt by the time she fucking oh, dies. Uh, yeah. See, see, that was, a, like, when was I, one of the best deaths. You were like, oh fuck yeah, yeah. that was the most. Fine death, I thought. And yeah. her or we, Crow Daddies. We, I don't know, man. Crow Daddies was pretty fucking good too. I yeah. don't know. I was also very satisfied with Rose the Hat. I was like, you think you're just so powerful. Just watch what this. Well, thing yeah, is I mean, that was you. obviously like ending one, but like out of like all of like 
the grouping like dude when that fucking cunt finally gets hers it's like oh thank god dude. well when i was watching the movie for the first time i was kind of like you guys like oh maybe we might like her but in my head i'm like no you are not gonna be likable in about 30 seconds for whatever fucking reason and then i'm like <laughs> I mean, yep i mean i dig what she was doing for sure uh, yeah i do but i was like what no you're not you're not a helper you're a taker but clearly yeah clearly she also had a, a skewed view of like all men and everything like yeah. that which understandable and she also has no problem after apparently her first child kill that she just doesn't care anymore <laughs> like it's cool. yeah so you know fuck well, that was the first child kill that we see you know they've been doing it for like eight years that's we'll just, true because she was she was prior to the eight years that's right okay nope okay so yeah that would explain her her change i guess in personality for sure but see in brody that's what i'm growing to man when crow not to like jump all around not that not that that's what we do uh but crow daddy's fucking death was so satisfying yes whole scene was fucking fantastic man just the whole like talk of fucking over arrogance and that whole thing it's like well clearly you're arrogant and you just don't think, you know, you're just going to live forever. That's why you didn't put your seatbelt on. It's like, wait, what? And it's just like whoosh, fucking force push the fucking steering wheel. Oh, it was so really, good, dude. Really cool thing about that scene. And I'm, I'm just going to, since you brought it up, I was going to yeah. save it for the, behind the scene. You brought it up. That whole scene with the little girl talking to him. Yeah. You and McGregor acted out that scene first. And then so had she, her redo it. You could emulate his mannerisms and everything doing it. That's fucking awesome, That's dude. That's awesome right there. That shit played so well, and, like, you really feel like he took over her. Like, just mm. the way, like, dude, the way she's, like, all, like, straight all of a sudden now, like, standing up tall and proper and just so much more, like, defined Focused. as a person. Yeah. yeah, dude. Just, that was, oh, it was such a good, like, that was almost a scene where it's, like, I almost wanted to pause and just take it in for a moment, but obviously like the movie's still going. So I'm like, Oh man, but like my, he's just talks so much shit, dude. So by yes. the time he gets it, it's just, mm. it's, it's great. Well, the best part though, is when she's standing over him and says, I hope that hurts. Yeah, dude. The like, whole and just like, yo, that little girl's just like, okay, fuck you. I'm like, I yeah, like man. It. this movie was, it was interesting because like, it is a horror movie. But it could be it could have been done so much more of a horror movie to where like I feel like our hero and heroine were solid right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. dude, Abra was fuck around and find out from the get-go, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like and, and Dan's over here like, I got <laughs> shit in my closet that you don't want. I loved how that came back, dude. As a yeah. booby trap. Oh, yeah. For the end scene. Like, that, like, just bringing it back in one way, like, I figured, like, they'd release him into the hotel and do the thing, but the way it actually, like, just came out and happened was just a fantastic, dude. Oh, God, yeah. They did it perfectly. So, let's talk the whole, like, click. I wish we got more of Grandpa, because A, that was fucking Lurch, and if Randomly enough, right before watching Doctor Sleep, family and I just watched Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. So I was just like, and the whole time we're sitting there for the first five minutes, I'm like, man, where do I recognize that dude from? And the wife looks up, she's like, oh, it's Lurch. It's like, 
wow, I was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, like we get this cool fuck. Oh my god, it is. Scuba Steve, there he is. What's up, buddy? Not much. I decided to hop in, anyways. Oh, welcome thanks, aboard, buddy. sir. We're happy to have you here, buddy. Fuck it. So we're in the general are... discussion, by the way, bud. Yeah. yeah. I'll say you, you you're right in the sweet spot, dude. Did you get to watch this this week? I did. I did. I've oh, okay, uh, I've, I've seen it before. I've seen it a few times. So nice. So yeah, man, we're kind of in the we're at the point where now we're in the full present. So it's he's grown up and now it's the eight years. So and now, he's a piece Everest, of shit. Piece well, now he's not a piece of shit, but yes, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> and uh but yeah, now Abra's her fucking like Phoenix power fucking bullshit doing her thing. But this is uh the scene where Rose the Hat decides to try to like chase her down in her dream and she ends up fucking with Rose. Dude, that oh. whole scene was fucking cool. And just from the fact of like Rose satelliting the globe. Like, yeah, this, oh that visual. The whole, like so just yeah. Dude, this movie had some of the coolest fucking visuals of anything I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think it's really cool because, you know, it goes back. kind. Of, that scene kind of goes back to the scene where Danny was asking what happens to them when they get put in the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my what I always thought was that's kind of where that would have went had she gotten pulled into the cabinet was that was her box. You know what I mean? Like that was a way to trap yeah. her. So who knows? Maybe, every, you know, everybody that Danny's trapped in those boxes has been fucking suffering horribly as they should. Oh yeah. Well, at the end, as you see, they go, they're hungry and mm -hmm. they are ready to feast. But that scene, dude, where Rose goes into her bedroom and it's just like the way it's played. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh. I just love how like Abra doesn't have her eyes shown, so it's just yeah. like, oh my god, yes. fucking flesh. So she doesn't really know what she looks like, and that's what I'm saying, man. Like that was like a full flip around reversal, which you don't usually see the villain get put into a scenario like that. Yeah. So I'm not well, saying like it necessarily makes you feel for the villain, but it it makes you feel that this villain's clearly not like all powerful like we usually get. Yeah. Or okay, there's my buddy Milo. Yeah. What's that, bud? Well, that, that's what Steve just said, if I'm correct. I think he says basically Rose also underestimates pretty much everybody oh, who has a shine. So she's underestimating this little girl right off the bat. Like, oh, you should see my collection. And this girl's just like, uh, okay, I will see your collection. Which and was literally fucking just awesome, dude. And if, now think about that scene for a second. That's also, I think, a little bit of a um, what are they? Ironic in a way. It's you're violating someone's mind. It's such a like a holy shit. She did just do that moment. But this is some like Inception level bullshit at this yeah. point, dude. Because yeah. like you're starting. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, okay. So Rose the Hat is in this little girl's mind, but then somehow this little girl is able to go into the subconscious ethereal spirit of Rose's mind even more so and do like, what the fuck, dude? This is some la layers of shit going on, dude. It's <laughs> awesome. That is Charles Xavier shit right there. Yes. Bro, 100%. Very, very, and when I'm watching, I was like, this could easily be a fucking superhero Act, movie. This is an X-Men movie. Oh, yes. it, it's, yeah. it's, it might as well be, dude. 
Like Blade could pop up and he's like, yo, these motherfuckers are close to vampires. Like, wow. <laughs> so, so basically, Rose would be the Shadow King. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Straight up. I mean, kind of the same hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, did they ever explain really what's going on with her hat? I, I might have missed that, but like. Not really. No. Was no, it because... actually magic or was it just her? I think she seemed very protective her. of it. She's very protective of it. And I think that because it's like. Maybe like an extension of her. That's her personality that at this yeah. point. She's, is just the hat. She's yeah. She's, she's a fedora dude. So long. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew. My fedora is my personality, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're Indiana Jones. <laughs> Fucking right. Where's your whip? It's right here. It's in the bedroom. Chains around <laughs> the other side. That's right. <laughs> no, but this is uh. So yeah, obviously, you know, Rose gets out of her trap. They're fucking all pissed off. And this is where we get into one of the most satisfying scenes in the movie, dude. And even though it's fucked up, was just the two guys hunting these motherfuckers down at the camp, dude, and just oh. literally taking out all of them really easily, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides the one cunt right at the end who then gets Billy to shoot himself, which was very sad. Um, I don't know. I almost thought Dan was able going to be able to like psychic fight her at a moment, which would have you know been cool I, to see. But we, they, I mean, I guess it makes sense that she he was still holding back, and she's like at her, yeah. you know, she's at her most vile and strongest, so she's not going to give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, I and know. he suppressed his he suppressed his shine for so long too that he's not, he's rusty. Yeah, you know, he's not as powerful as he could have been, which. Which could he have been? Was he more powerful than Abra, or was he as powerful? I maybe think was he, she, you know what I mean. Like I don't. I think if I feel he like maybe they were the same levels, but he was if, just because he was pushed back. If he didn't why. suppress, I think they would have been either very equal. Or he or he would have had her by a hair in terms of power, only because then he would have been able to. I'm sure he would have done everything she was doing at some point or another. That would, like tr- would have been like a Goku versus Gohan thing where Gohan's just fucking born with it, dude. And yeah. Goku had a fucking word for it. Uh, no, it was... I, I liked it, man, because it, it was a horror movie. But it, it it wasn't. And it was so... I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why it was two and a half hours long because we had so many different tones. Yeah, it was almost like a and, dark fantasy as well. Yeah. And... Like I said, or like I gotta say... It's this is not anywhere where I could particularly thought a sequel to The Shining would go. But then again, <laughs> where would you where would you go with a sequel to The Fucking Shining? I know you'd have to. You can't do like the exact same thing and rehash it no. over again. So you almost have, have to go bigger picture. picture. Yeah, you got to go bigger world picture. And clearly, okay, Shining exists. More people are going to have it. Where do we go with that? So. To which alludes like, okay, so now you have two different style people or creatures, whatever, that are shining suckers. So what else is out there that could do it too? Not saying they would want to go to the third one, but you know what I mean? I I think, well, I mean, in terms of another side, now this was the perfect cap in terms of giving the explanation as to basically what the first movie was kind of doing to one and what these are doing. Now that I think about it, Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise. Be very similar to this too, because he fed on fear. Yeah, yeah. He he's 
I mean, and they've never really tied every everything all together, but I mean, it could all fit. The, uh, I don't think everything so. is kind of tied together. It is kind of the Dark Tower series. Yeah, in the yeah with Dark Tower, but on screen we haven't really seen like an MCU Stephen King verse come to life, right? Which. True. I mean, this would. Yeah. See, uh, I mean, any one of the kids that were could have had the shine in the first, you know, in it, that would have been kind of cool just to have like even not even like super powerful, but that would have, you know, maybe that's what Pennywise was going after, too, because when you make them fearful, it enhances the, the flavor. Well, remember, it's not the fear, it's pain. Pain enhances. Pain and fear. It's pain, pain and fear. I thought she they, said pain. They said, no, it was the pain. It's pretty much like the salt and pepper for the fucking spirit. <laughs> you got to have a little bit of both. Uh, got to have them seasonings. I, I like them separate, but that's just me. <laughs> I don't know, man. When she was digging into his fucking thigh there. Oh, that, end, was, oh, uh, that was her. No, me. Yeah. no when she was, when she was t- harming that little kid in that fucking the fucking factory floor in like inside that fucking mining area. That was like, Oh, that's, that's hurt. That hurts. Yeah. See, honestly, I feel like if they had not had that pusher, which obviously they, you know, she's a good, uh, good member for that team. Like that little kid would have just like hoofed it into the fucking cornfield at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, like if I just saw a van slowing down and I'm the only one on this road, I'm I'm like, Nope, I'm out. See you later, dude. I'd be walking well, in the cornfield, fuck the road. Yeah, especially at that age. Like, fuck that shit, dude. No way. Uh, so is there anything you guys want to discuss? I know we kind of jumped around all our bunch here and there. Um, is there anything specific you guys wanted to bring up? Yes. Did anyone else, and there's, and, and yes, there's a very specific reason I'm asking this, did anyone else get kind of the vibe that Rose and the Pusher had like a girlfriend's thing going? Yes. I think the Pusher... Uh, I don't know, man. Rose could have just been like open as fuck because she was definitely fucking corn uh, crow daddy as well. Yeah, she was in the Uh, book. In the book, the pusher. I can't remember her name. uh, Her character was older and they were together. They were lesbians. I mean, I could see it because there was the one scene where they were huffing the the boy's steam and it was very erotic where like she kind of made out with her to give him some. But then she went to crow daddy. So I could see where they're just having menage a trois all the fucking time. I mean, let's face this, yeah. dude. They're a bunch of fucking gypsies. Yeah, they were. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. what they were. Which, I got to mention this, dude. Her inside of that camper was fucking awesome, dude. Yes. <laughs> like, that, if that's how campers were actually, like, legitly made on the inside, I would actually have one again. Because that yeah. thing was fucking sweet. That that just looks so comfy, so cozy. I was like, yes, I want that. I want that. It doesn't feel like just a shit cheap ass camper. You're yeah, like, but yep. she's sleeping in that nice deluxe camper and the rest of them are fucking tenting it outside. Maybe that's how they want to look. No, they all had campers. No, they all had, they all had campers. They all had winnies. And I know. Stuff. I remember seeing a bunch of tents too. I mean, they might've had a couple of them, but I mean, they also had a, like, there was like three or four winnies in there and shit like that. So she just definitely had the nicer, the nicest one, but I feel like she was also the leader. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it makes sense. The, the chef always has the bigger quarters. Did y'all talk about the Jack Torrance cameo already? So we did a little bit. 
Uh, we mentioned how he was kind of Jack Lawrence, Jack Torrance light. Yeah. Or definitely the C. Great, the, great the, value. Like he, great value. like I said earlier, he was the, he was a stunt double on the original one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we didn't use him for any direct shots, but some side shots. But some side shots. Well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think the Shelly Duvall recast was a little better than him. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's really hard resemble to resemble her. Though. Yeah. And it is, yeah. it is hard to, you know, with, with, actors like that that are you know it's kind of hard to replicate but she had her moments where she kind of sounded like Shelley Duvall yeah it was like the whimpering kind of moments yeah, and stuff yeah. a little bit she had it but. and there was the one scene where they're sitting on the couch and he gets up to go to the bathroom by himself to go put uh the ghost in the, the ghost in the box yeah. or whatever from the back it's and the side she very she resembled her a lot but you know Yes. Straight on, no dice. But it wasn't bad, you know, and, and that's when, when this movie came out, I got really excited because, you know, I love The Shining. Take it for what it is. Is it the best movie ever? No. But I love the movie so much that when I heard there was a sequel, I was like, hell yeah. I wasn't disappointed with this sequel. You know, a, a lot of people were because it wasn't a horror movie per se. And there was just so many people dogging on it. And I, I don't have anything bad to say about it other than it being as long as it is, but it needed to be that long. It was yeah. long, but there was so much, bro. You had to explain like, okay, you had to have the retcon of the beginning to explain how he got the bot, like the, the crate power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he had to have that. And then you do have to have him kind of being a little bit of a shit bag there too to explain his recourse and reset of his life later on and try to do the right. So like, it's all there and it does make sense. Like I agree, you know, two and a half hours is it's fucking still two and a half goddamn hours. But, but it wasn't a boring two and a half. No, not at all. I was completely entertained 100% the whole time and just very intrigued on where it's going next for sure. Uh, let's see. Well, you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to pull in the uh, doppelganger and see what this motherfucker's got to say yes, about this movie. Let's hear oh, it. he actually says the man that played uh, Jack, his name was Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas He's... was in E.T. and he also played the younger um, Norman Bates in Psycho 4. Yes, oh, no shit. I love that you guys know this random horror shit. Like, I don't know that crap by any means. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. All right, let's pull up the DKB here. Saucy Aussie. Ooh. Back for another episode of Goromore. And this week I'm here to talk to you about Dr. Sleep. I love you, yeah, Brody. Straight into there it. Keep short and sweet this week. Um, essentially, um, what I really appreciate about this film is how director Mike Flanagan was able to really capture the aesthetic of the first film and transfer it in, like, throughout modern, modern day filming techniques, but really keep it grounded to the first film throughout its cinematography, uh, its production design, and especially in the last, uh, well, the third act of the film when we get the actually go back to the Overlook Hotel. I thought how they were able to really capture the essence of that aesthetic with the characters and well, introducing new characters. And it was all summed up very well in the end, and it was a nice, neat little package um, to explore this mythology of this shine that Danny had in the first film that we never really got to, um, you know, uh, play with as much. So, yeah, how they were able to really 
take note of the first film, analyse it and just replicate it. Not so much on the nose for the sequel, but, uh, yeah, you know, really pump it out as a sequel to The Shining. So when you watch it, you're like, ah, oh, this feels familiar territory and it works extremely well. So, yeah, director Mike Flanagan. I am a huge Mike Flanagan fan. I think anything he does turns – it's just pure gold to me. I look at his work and I'm just like, I want to make shit like that. I love the color palette to his style of the filmmaking throughout the cinematography. Um, he just really knows how to bring Stephen King adaptations to life. Um, I mean, I think he did Gerald's Game as well. So, And that's another really good film if you haven't seen it, go and suss that. But, yeah, when he was able to take on Dr. Sleep, um, this new Stephen King novel that came out, I like how he was able to really approach Stephen King about it and go, look, I know you don't like the first film, but I will be following up on that film. I mean, it, it can only work that way. Can I get your blessings on it? Which he did. And then Stephen King actually came out and was like, you know, pretty surprised on how much he enjoyed Dr. Sleep and the way Flanagan was able to direct and bring that to life. So, yeah, Mike Flanagan, he's the man. He's bringing out a new series soon. So, yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough of uh, Mr. Flanagan himself. I think everything he does and touches turns to gold. So, yeah, talking about the mythology behind this film, I like how they were able to really capture a new angle and aesthetic with these different characters that come in and play a huge part on the film. I think Mike Flanagan does a really good job having us emotionally invested with these characters and just while ex while expanding on this mythology of the shine, each character can sort of bring something new, different to the table a little bit, like it... Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very weird, it's different, but Flanagan really knows how to tell a story in that matter where it's like each character has something a little bit new and different about them. Uh, it's not just that they can read minds like Daddy and then they introduce this new character where she has an ele element of this telekinesis that's so forcefully powerful that it can fight off the bad guys who have this, they need to feed no, off no, the no, shine no, no. to keep them alive. <laughs> I think it's a really fucking cool, unique and weird idea. It's like a different take on a va vampire genre and I think it works for this type of film and especially leading up to the third and final act for the battle that we get. Um, yeah, it, it's great to see Flanagan introduce new characters amongst the older characters that we get to see and it's just just that nostalgic that I love so much about it. It's fucking awesome. So I have to admit, the Easter eggs in this film and going back to the Overlook Hotel was so fucking awesome for me personally as a yeah. massive fan of The Shining. Um, it's so great to see all these little Easter eggs pop up and they're, they're not just thrown in there for no reason. Like everything has a meaning behind the Easter eggs that we get, uh, right, we get shown in the berries. film. And I love the slow build up to each and every single one of them. It's not rushed. Um, and it's really utilized extremely well. We capture the same cinematic shots of, you know, Danny sitting at the bar like his dad in the first film, talking to Lloyd, which Danny ends up talking to his dad in this. And I was like, oh my God, that is so fucking awesome. And Henry <laughs> Thomas to play Jack Torrance in this was so fucking awesome. As much as I am a fan of Jack Nicholson playing him and having tattooed on my arm here, uh, it's, it was really good. I really want to see a prequel with Henry Thomas coming back as Jack Torrance or something because, uh, that was it was so awesome and like it'd give it more nostalgic uh, feeling more apt to that character. Be cool. Yeah, it, it it just felt so right to actually show these and see Danny finally get the answers that he wanted. And yeah, I loved it. So yeah, I don't really want to bore you for much longer. Essentially, um, I do like this film. I'm very biased when it comes to Mike Flanagan, but I will admit this: this is definitely not his best work. It's, oh. it's up there amongst his best for sure. Hands fucking down. I won't argue with that, but. 
Haunting of Hill House is still his masterpiece to me, and apparently this new show of his that's coming out is getting insanely good reviews, so we'll, we'll soon see and find out about that. But, yeah, um, his directing and blocking throughout the script and storytelling, how he's able to bring the characters to life is probably my biggest thing with this film. Um, it was great to see uh, Danny and all them back. Um, yeah, it's, it's just top-tier A-list acting and directing, and it works extremely well. So I'm going to give it a Goromor score of a solid, I'll give it a four. Wow. And this is your DKB signing out, and I hope you gentlemen have a good evening. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say. So see ya. All right. Thank you very much. He gave that lower than The Hidden. Really? Yes, he did. The Hidden, he gave it four and a half. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Now, The Hidden was... was... Do you guys remember the final score for The Hidden? I don't have that one. I don't remember. I want to say it was like maybe a 4.2, but because I want to say I think Bob and I both gave it a four. I think Brody gave it a four and a half. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, No, that that part, you're right. That sounds right. Because I don't think you boys gave us any scores. So, yeah, that would be like, that would be like a 4.2. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that. that's right where about it is. But uh, yeah, thank you, Doppelkanga Banga. Yeah, Doppelkanga Ganga Banga. Jesus Christ. And thank you for that lovely Seinfeld segue, too, by the way. Yes. That really- so that's that was, what yeah, I was telling was you about when I was like, did he send me the right video? Because I just saw him with a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wants to go 4.2. Right, okay. Change. We will wreck on that. Brody is going to go with a 4.2. Now we go. I know, dude. I'm gonna be humming that the rest of the fucking night, dude. Uh, I should have like slid in. Oh, thank you. Should have got in like crazy. Well, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Good night, everybody. You'll be out before we get the check. Uh, Made some fine eggs. So, yeah, I think Brody definitely hit the nail on the head with everything he had to say. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. This movie was, this was a solid movie. There's, I don't, yeah. I have no, I have nothing really bad to say about it. And, you know, for it being as long as it was, there was not a time where I was that, bored. Where I was yeah. like, oh, my God, oh, I'll exactly. go on to the next, like, let's see what the, like. Not that I was on the edge of my seat, but I never it, checked my but phone. It kept me. That's, yeah, that's a, exactly. That's a big thing. It kept my attention to the movie, and except that I had was to pause it. halfway through to make dinner for the kids because Steph oh. was getting uh, groceries. That's fair. That's fair. I I'm sad I didn't get to see this in theater when it came out, but like I said, dude, I was one of those ones where I was completely clueless as that this was a sequel to The Fucking Shining. Had I had known, I would have been way more adamant to get to the theater. But <laughs> oh well. You know, the one scene where, he, you know, he picks up the little kid and puts him on the bed. I'm like, don't do it, Obi-Wan. Obi, no, no, I didn't expect So we talked about that before you hopped on, and we were saying how, like, that was a fucking heavy-ass scene, dude. Yeah. It hurt, bro. That's, but what made it hurt even more was the scene where he wakes up, and the mom's there in the bed with him, and she's like, they never, they haven't yeah. found us yet. No, they, yeah, 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 that's and exactly the kid, what it was. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that you know hurt what? so bad. I was like, My oh, wheelhouse damn. wasn't even turning that fast, dude. So it wasn't until, like, that scene ended, and I was just like, oh, oh fuck. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it 
But fuck her for being a bad yeah, mom. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. I mean, it does make it makes you feel like it, it, it puts a disdain on him for sure. Yeah. But you're right. Unfortunately, no matter what you could say, he has no obligation in that scenario. No, he like doesn't. no. At he all. could try to wake her up, and I think he did. She just. Well, I think she was dead already from the get. No, oh, really? You no, no, she, she, no, she was breathing and moving. If you watch, she was. Was she? Was she? I thought she was dead no. already. That's why he got she, out. Of the she bed was moving so. her. No, head. that's because there was the puke all over the bed. Yeah, that's why he got out of the well, bed. What do you mean? Well, Scoob, you act like that's a normal fucking yeah. thing, buddy. No, I have a baby it's puke. No, no, it's no. whatever. Baby was- puke. Is totally different than <laughs> drunk bar or like bar drunk chick puke. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a drunk bar chick fucking story listen, right Mel. now. Sidebar, real quick. <laughs> no, I've told her oh, okay. this story before. So this is one with the ex-wife. This is an ex-wife story. So we we both go to the bar and we get sloshed. Right, I sober up. I'm good to go. So I'm like, okay, let's go home. She continues oh, drinking. We leave the bar. We're on the freeway driving home, right? She puts her head out the window and starts puking. Okay? So she's puking out the window, but the circulation of the air is bringing it back into the car, and it is all hitting me (laughs) on the face. Every fucking... And every fucking... And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And I go, Syria, and fucking puke goes into my mouth. And I was like, oh, you fucking bitch. But it tasted like pure alcohol. Like, the Tuwaka she was drinking was all that was coming out. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah, that was a little bit of stomach acid. Yeah. It still has the smell of puke, though. Like, it's alcohol with the smell of puke. No, it did not. It did not have the smell of puke at all. It was pure alcohol hitting me. <laughs> it wasn't the sitting there face. long enough for the juices to mix. I, it I almost thought you were going to go to a, a situation where, because you know how sometimes when you're like, oh man, I got to go take a poop. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, I got to throw up. <laughs> oh, God, I thought you were going to have yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. scenarios. You're like, yeah, so she's puking out the car no. and she's duking on me. <laughs> no. No. And it was. It was one of those moments where I'm just like, yep, this is my fucking life. This is my life. Like, what are the odds that the puke would come back into the car and completely miss her, but get me all. And I'm talking you about pull just, over by any means. We were on the fucking freeway and we were like fucking two minutes from home. And it just <laughs> and I had long hair at the time. Oh, so my hair was down. And it was just, dude. The hair was like slapping on it. Yeah, it was. uh <laughs> I got a lot of funny drunk stories with, about her. They're fucking like the one time she pissed in a drawer in a hotel. That was hilarious. Oh, she has, she's got a piss drawer oh, like little kids. <laughs> she fucking, she was so wasted. She thought that the drawer was the toilet. I had a buddy like that. She dude pissed who in the, pissed on his pile of laundry thinking he was in his bathroom because he was so fucking drunk. Bro, I'm like, what? She fucking she pissed in the drawer. Hold on. She pissed in the drawer, walked to the fucking bathroom, flushed the toilet, and then walked back to bed. What? No. Yes. No. I'm. Word of God. You know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to claim she knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she. I, I don't she know. Was, that's that's really, a tough really call nice. right there. She was a heavy, heavy drinker. It happens. So, but yeah. uh, 
I don't have any funny drunk stories with Mel, though, except for the one time she tried to climb a balcony. Brody said he drunk. shat the bathtub Christmas Eve. Oh, That'll happen. God. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll happen. I don't know That'll why, but happen. that one just sounds like a classic story. All right, let's yeah. get back there on track. It has to be a story for another time. I, I <laughs> need should, to hear that. Yeah. That needs to be yes. a Christmas episode we, story, honestly. <laughs> you know what? That's the Christmas episode story, Brody. Yeah, so the, I need Santa Claus I hat and everything. Three more, we got to watch three more. Three more. I want you in. Sus- I want you in suspenders and nothing else with the Christmas hat, though, Brody. That's what I need. Yeah, right. buddy. So I think we discussed enough. We all like this movie. It's good. Good time. Mm-hmm. Good sequel. We are at an hour and a half. Chad, Daddy, what do we got for behind the scenes, buddy? Okay. Once again, I'm gonna have to pick and choose because I got like five pages. I'm sure you. Fi- yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure Go you got a lot. a lot. So Mike Flanagan painstakingly recreated the sets of the Overlook Hotel from blueprints acquired from Stanley Kubrick's estate. Nice, dude. Nice. That's solid. Man of detail. He went all in for that. Uh, Dr. John Dalton's room in which Danny is interviewed for the orderly position is identical to Stuart Ullman's office where Jack Torrance was interviewed. Yeah, I noticed that. Right down to the paint color and the little American flag on the right side of the desk. I was wondering if, like, that was just me, like, yo, is that supposed (laughs) to look like that? Okay, cool. Nope, not just you. (laughs) Word. Uh, most elements from The Shining were recreated with duplicate sets and lookalike actors, though three shots were reused, the aerial shot of the water and the island, and the two shots after it of the car driving on the mountain road. The shots were degrained, recolored as day for night, and had snow digitally added. What about the blood elevator scene? No, no, no. They had, he had to recreate that, and he had to do it from a different angle because of the, uh, the height difference between Danny, when he was a boy, and uh, Rose. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, that makes sense. Honestly, I though, I, I I love that scene in the original. I do. But that scene out of that scene was to me the only one that felt almost just a little funny and almost maybe forced or something. I don't know. It just it felt so out of context because just the way she's walking in this frame looks over here and then it looks like it's a completely different shot style footage. And just that, and then goes yeah, back to like he had, he had to know they had to throw it in there because it's such an I iconic. No, but it's like I was hoping maybe you could add a little bit more of like blood rushing over her feet, and she's like, "Huh?" You know <laughs> what I mean? Like to involve those two in this, it just felt too much like copy and paste at that point. That was the only thing I think that she I would seem ever to have. Think it was up. pretty cool though. Well, look at her. Well, face. I mean, dude, I would if I was a fucking hundred year old fucking soul sucking vampire. I was just like, huh. That's something you don't see every day. It's still just, it's still just, it's still just so hard to separate elements of this from the shinning. The shinning? God. The shinning. <laughs> Quiet, boy, I'm coming to rescue all of you. <laughs> okay, continuing on. Stephen King first got the idea for Dr. Sleep in 98 at a book signing when somebody asked him what happened to Danny Torrance from his novel The Shining. This was a question King had often asked himself as well as what would have happened to Jack Torrance had he found AA. When people kept repeating the question, King always jokingly replied that Danny eventually married Charlene McGee, the girl from Firestarter. However, King eventually started thinking seriously about how old Danny was and what happened to Wendy and decided to find the answers with the sequel, but it was a tall order. Yo, that would have been cool if they would have tied in I've never watched Firestarter. I mean, there are a lot of elements that are... Yeah. I mean, and that could be a form of shining, right? Like shining is essentially some kind of kinesis, 
essentially, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what I'm fucking saying, dude. Abra, Abra's fucking Jean Grey. But does that... Okay, so with that being said, do you have to have Shining in order to become a member of the Knot? Or, like, could you just be human and start sucking other Shine and then just become... Like, get to that level? Well, they did convert I, that girl, and I don't think but she... But she already had Shine. Her. Yeah, he yeah, already had the push. Had shine, she could do that. That's why she was a pusher. Yeah. But like, but we already see the two old dudes die and they lose steam. So that shows that everybody has steam. Yeah. So that being said, could you <coughs> could you turn yourself could you could you suck somebody's steam? Right. Like could become... you could you give yourself shine by doing that? Or what if you shine? What if you what if you sucked a shine's? Steam? Well, that's what they would that. Give well, that's you what they power? do though. I mean, they yeah. suck. It's all people shine. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like if you were just a random human that came in and like started doing that, and it changed you like it did with that the push girl in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, would all of a sudden now you have powers? Hmm. Like, is I mean, essentially that's everybody's got it. So if you're just if all it is is just the amount of level in your body to give you said powers. Midichlorians. Right, exactly. You just need more. That's all it is, dude. <laughs> Fucking A. All right, Chaddy, sorry. Didn't mean yeah. to. It took a lot of negotiating to get this film made. Mike Flanagan had to convince Stephen King that despite his own distaste for Kubrick's The Shining, audiences were more familiar with this version rather than the miniseries version and largely preferred the film to the miniseries. Therefore, this film had to be a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's classic film. Flanagan wrote the Overlook Hotel back into the story of Dr. Sleep, keeping its posterity consistent the cinematic universe of the shining damn dude so he took two things made it into his own essentially or one yes because yeah, in the original version of the shining in the book and in the miniseries the overlook but does burn down so that ending was reincorporated into dr sleep that's i love that so much hey man i dig it i think they did it a fantastic way i gotta ask though and maybe you guys know it more than i do it, this is why i really wish i watched the first one before it was all the carpet 100% in each scene, like, color-wise and everything? Because, like, I feel like it's, some of them I just couldn't remember. It's... From what yeah. I from what I remember... Everything was, I mean, like, 100%. Like, everything it's so, yeah. Shit, it's yeah. spot on. It's not like it was in Ready Player One, where there was, like, some difference. Even, even, his, tricycle that, is, no. even his tricycle is no. the exact same. No. No? The tricycle is different. Oh, is that in the notes? Yes. Ooh, which gap was? Uh, Give it up. Now I gotta hear that one. Give it up. Um, it's not a radio flyer. Well, it made the same sound on the carpet. I was gonna say it, it is. I think yeah. I asked the carpet question just because I want to just see that orange carpet all over the place, but it's not. And I always yeah. just expect it's not. It's just in that hallway. Yeah. And the I gotta say, man, the yellow in their room, like. Would it really look like that even after like 50 years of just not being touched? Like, is it really going to look like there's shit all over the walls? Like, I just think it would be super cobwebby. Well, remember, the hotel is not a normal hotel. I mean, I think, too, like, it's probably lead yeah, paint. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Yeah. It's, Sorry, guys. I'm trying to find it. If, um, if, it's no, lead paint, if it's lead paint and not a normal hotel, I just, anything's possible. I just always wonder about, like, when doing decor, like, if sometimes people go too ham to try to make it look decrepit, and I'm like, well, yeah, it's 50 years well, not used, too. but it's not like somebody went through and like actually sanded but the shit down and everything, you know? But it's 50 years not used in not temperature control. No, I know. Yeah, I get that, too. The elements come in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, maybe. 
I do like the line though where he's like, I gotta go in and wake him up. Like that I think is I don't know. Yeah. Okay. They definitely so, made it feel way more alive in this. Yeah. So let's continue. Uh the True Knots costumes were designed with the idea that they picked up fashion from past centuries in which they lived. Hippies. That makes sense. Gypsies. Hippie hippie Highlanders. Honestly, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have Cher's uh fucking song at one point, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves playing in the background. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a perfect fit. That's like I kept humming it in my head every time, like their whole little band thing. Thanks, thanks. Directly. I don't even like yep. that song. Nope, that song, but it's still <laughs> one that just sticks in your head as soon as you fucking hear it. Continuing on, Dan Stevens, Chris Evans, Matt Smith, and Jeremy Renner were considered and met with the director for the lead role. Ewan McGregor ended up being cast with Stephen King's blessing. See, I can't see anybody else but him in that role now. Fucking Obi-Wan, dude. I don't know. He just played I'm so disappointed that when Rose finally walked in the Overlook Hotel and he's standing there with the axe, he did not say, hello there. Hello there. there. Right? Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) At least missed opportunity somewhere. Ah, fucking A. Okay, Sean. Uh, Halloran, Halloran says Ka is a wheel, Doc. This is a direct mantra from the Dark Tower book series. It means that destiny is a wheel, and then it brings us back to the same place to face our mistakes and defeats until we learn from them. Who is that? I love that character Deca- so, mad, so much. Yeah, DeCaloran. Hmm. Wait, you said he, he was looks- supposed to be a Ka? No, 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 no. He says Ka is a wheel. Ka, 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 meaning... Like okay. Destiny. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah actually, honestly, like I thought that recast was... I thought that dude played a solid role. Like, yeah, The he first time I saw him, I'm like, how the fuck did he get the original guy? He looked just like him. I'm like, you know. <laughs> he didn't sound like him. He's dead! I'm like, no. I do uh, like the one call-out line, though, that he had to Danny, where he's pretty much, he's like, like, he didn't say it, but he's like, bitch, he's like, my dead-ass body's still laying in that fucking hotel because you're ass. <laughs> do you think that's what he meant, though? Like, do you think he meant, like, he had to die at the hotel or just, like, you know what I mean? Like, did he always think, like, he was just going there to die regardless or was it actually because, like, his artery got hit? I think it was always his intention to die there. Yeah? You think he was just, like, that just tend to end it? I think. Once for all. Makes sense. Blazing glory. And then he comes back at the end, all like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh-huh. Dude, imagine if he came back actual Force Ghost style, like he was just like slightly blue. <laughs> <laughs> With robes. Yep. I love that. Oh. But it's over. That's when they should have fucking did it. <laughs> That's when they should have did it, dude. They should have been like, they should have had her in her room and then her look over there and then the camera pan over and he's like, hello there. Right at the very end. In his overlook robe. Okay, continuing on. Crow Daddy's pistol holder is a Union Army Cavalry's officer for a cult model 1860 revolver. This is a reference to the novel when it is hinted Crow Daddy was originally a tracker for the Army through the American Civil War. Oh, Oh, got that little detail. Right on. Okay. Okay, let's see what else. Like I said, I'm gonna have to skip uh pick and choose. Dude, um, when the grandpa when fucking Lurch was dying off and she's just telling him like all the shit he's done. And I'm just like Yeah, yeah, but my cynical ass would still be like, and yet you're sitting here dying in a pile of dirt in the middle of the woods, you Yeah. 
Fucking sucks, man. Yeah. You're on muffled, Chad Daddy. God damn it. Oh, you're good. There you are. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. So among the destinations listed on the monitor are Jerusalem's Lot and Castle Rock, both iconic Stephen King creations. Yep. Castle Rock. What was the first one? Jerusalem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Oh, okay. Okay. Salem's Lot. (sighs) After building the Blue Hallway, the art department aged it down. After it was aged, filmmakers felt it looked too aged and had to start all over. I thought it still looked too aged. <laughs> but that's, but that's yeah, dedication nice. right there. The fact they did it. Nope. Redo it the whole Honestly, thing. like, I don't think the rest. It was only when they went to their captain's quarters room where it was, like, all yellow, like, where he actually, they actually stayed. Right. Just that area felt like, I don't know, felt way more worn and torn than it possibly could have been. But, man, whatever. What else we got, homie? The poster for Joe Collins Live outside the movie theater when Andy is leaving references a character from the Dark Tower book series. Joe Collins, a.k.a. Dandelo, is a creature like the True Knot, an emotional vampire, but feeds on laughter instead of fear. What? Interesting. Hmm. Feeds on laughter? Kind of like Monsters, Inc. It's the opposite. Anyways, does it... That doesn't sound like a bad way to go, though, man. At least you're going out laughing. Like, I don't know. Just like natural Joker gas. <laughs> uh, Love Joker. What else you got, homie? The exterior entrance of the Overlook Hotel was built on a soundstage in Georgia. It was filled with snake, fake snow, and the set was extended digitally. Yeah, you kind of. You could tell. You could tell, especially the fake snow part. Yeah. For sure. But hey, man, you got to do what you got to do, right? I already mentioned that uh, Andy's older and she and Rose are lovers. Uh, Everybody's lovers in that group, dude. They're just passing each other around. It was a summer of love, baby. The number 19 features prominently in Stephen King's works, particularly the Dark Tower series. Which I know nothing about. (laughs) Unfortunately. It was hard for me to get into. Yeah. But once I got past the first, like I, I started reading the first Dark Tower book when I was in like junior high. Now, are they books or are they... I thought they're graphic novels, too, right? There's, they're graphic novels, too, yeah. Okay, that's what... Yeah. I feel like I could read those. I read the first book, and I just couldn't get into it, so I you know, just gave up on it, and then a couple years later, I picked it up again, and I just couldn't put it down. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so The Gunslinger, yeah, it was really good. All right. Okay. Um... When Rose the Hat speaks to Snakebite Andy in the trailer, she says that Andy is a pusher... This type of power is touched upon in Firestarter with Charlie's father pushing the taxi driver to make him believe a small banknote is actually a hundred dollar bill. Oh, I didn't even like I said, I've never seen Firestarter, so I was just like, Oh shit, dude, what are they doing? Would have never Jedi thought mind- I just thought Jedi mind trick personally. Huh. I was just like, Oh, yes. <laughs> You want uh, to shoot yourself. Director Mike Flanagan, the performance of Jacob Tremblay during the first take of his death scene, that's the little boy, was so intense that it surprised and scared the other actors, including Rebecca Ferguson, who was so horrified she was stammering and couldn't get her lines out. When the scene was over, a grinning Tremblay jumped up covered in fake blood, high-fived his father, and walked over to the craft service, craft service to get a snack, leaving Ferguson and the rest of the cast 
shell-shocked and traumatized. In other words, that, that kid did a damn fine job. That kid went over and got some Mountain Dew and some Matsuri sticks, dude, and was fucking living his life. It was awesome. <laughs> and, and in his mind, he said, I'm looking at you. Fuck you. <laughs> I love the fact that he high-fived his father walking by. That was a total mic drop incident right there. Right? That's you know what? He wasn't thinking about anything, dude. He had ska music playing in his head because he got Mozzie sticks from the fucking crap dude. Dude, that's I'm that father going. That's my boy. Fuck it, dude. Okay, I already mentioned this. Ewan McGregor performed the possessed Abra scenes himself so that Ky- Kylie Curran could mimic his performance. Love that. Which was fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. That's possibly one of my favorite scenes. Many of Rose's accessories are trinkets from various children Rose has killed, including bracelets, hairbands, toys, and even a bicycle chain woven into her hair. Ferguson wanted to wear trophies of her victims hidden in plain sight. That's so where the hat come from. I need to know. A magician. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, the reason why I say that is because the magician that was at Abra's party had the same similar hat. So it's like, oh, got it from a magician yeah. somehow. When Dan first meets Abra in person, she suggests that he poses her uncle to avoid looking suspicious. She that says, was a fucking great line, dude. She subsequently calls him Uncle Dan as a term of endearment. In the novel, it's revealed that they are, in fact, related. Abra's mother is Dan's half-sister, the result of an extramarital affair Jack Torrance had shortly before losing his job as a teacher. Oh! Bro, that's some fucking, like... I don't need it. That would have been cool. Would it have been uh, too much? Yeah. I don't think so. Would that have been a little too much? I, I think it would have been too much. I, I kind of like that they they don't actually have a relation. I don't know. I could take it or leave. I could have it either way. Either way, I'd be happy with it. But the thing is, the, in the book, do they know they're related, or is it just revealed as like a little bit of backstory that uh, isn't information anybody else knows? True. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's still cool. Like, that's that's a crazy full circle fucking moment for sure. Interesting. Okay. Uh, at the end of King's novel, Danny, Billy, and Abra lure the true knot to the Overlook Hotel, but it has long since burned to the ground, leaving only a wooden platform. In the film, the Overlook Hotel still stands, and everything that takes place inside is new material added by Mike Flanagan, though the boiler exploding is taken from the original novel The Shining. The book has a drastically different ending with Dan living to help Abra start fighting her own battle with alcohol abuse as a teenager. Then it also comes out in the book that Jack Torrance had the shine too, and like Dan and Abra was self-medicating himself with alcohol. It's made much more explicit in the book that alcohol numbs and silences the shine. Now it makes sense. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. But like, like you said, without even going into it, like this movie definitely made me just think. I was like, well, clearly his dad had the shine too. Like, even though you could kind of think about it in the first one, this one definitely like it has to. It seals the deal without actually saying it because there's no there's no reason. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the scene that sealed it for me was when he was talking to him at the bar. He's kind of indirectly uh, kind of going at it a little bit if you think about it. I'm trying to think if there was something before. It might have been that. There might have been something before that that was kind of just like alluded to it. But no, that was definitely the the moment, though, because I was waiting for when they were going to bring Jack into it. I'm glad they brought him in as uh, Lloyd, quote unquote. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. And yeah. I have a lot of stuff here about the director's cut, all these scenes that were added in. 
There's actually quite a lot, but I will say that uh, I can't believe it's an extra thirty fucking minutes, dude. Minutes. But one of the things that did they did cut out was the actual on-screen death of uh, Abra's father. Yeah. I was saddened by that. That dude, that man did not need to get taken out that way. No, no he did no. not. Like it makes sense of like that's how Crow Daddy got into the house and everything. But and I'm glad they even went back to it because I'm sitting there asking the movie out loud. I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck did he get into her house? Like the old man wouldn't have stopped him. And then it's like pants. I'm like, oh, never mind. He did on the floor. Yep. <sighs> so that's, Sad, that's, dude. that's that's the that's the meat and potatoes there, guys. Fuck it. Hey, right. Thank you for that, Chad Daddy. Yes, sir. Yo, you think her old man had some shine too? Because he obviously he was drinking. So you think maybe uh she actually got it from him? It's like a hereditary yeah. thing. That's what I would take it as. Maybe. But. If it's hereditary, then she would have got it from her mother because her mother is uh, Danny's half-sister. That, yeah. She, yeah, but we don't know that in this. True. That, that True. was a... But maybe it's what. That I don't know. I Like, I like that, but I just still don't know if, if that was in the movie, if it would have just been, like, just a little much. That's cool. That is that is a little much. That's a little too soap opery. Yeah. You're like, this is your le- half-cousin twice removed Blah, 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 blah. Like, all right. Okay, boys. <clears throat> what did we watch this on? Before? 4K. 4K DVD. Oh, Max. Nice. HBO. That's right. Max. I'm sorry. Max. It's HBO. You know, it's weird calling HBO Max now because I'm like, no. Max is Cinemax to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still way. is still Cinemax and HBO, like, in my head. You know what I so mean? So, like, watching on Max, like, a couple months ago, I downgraded our Max to the, uh, the ad version. Okay. And every ad break... It was the same two fucking commercials. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. What were they? Were they at least good commercials? No. <laughs> stupid. Fair enough. All right. Uh, douche of the film. Rose the Hat. Dude. Yeah, Rose the Hat. Rose the hat. That, yeah. Okay. That whole yeah, true not, that whole true not go, plan. You know what? I'm going to go with the younger pusher that they get in the beginning. I think she's more of a cunt than Ooh, she was. Yeah, Rose. she's... Uh, I'm just gonna say she the is, whole clan. They she's all a what man hater, but dude. she had. I'm not yeah, saying but she what, doesn't but have her, precedence, and I like. She was Chris Hansen with powers. Listen, I liked her when we first met her. Chad Daddy agreed. I was like, "Yo, all right, we got a girl with powers who's using it in like a weird dark hero kind of sense." But then she goes on to start killing children. So go fuck her, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yes, for eight I years. So. It's a little. It's a little hard for me to pick and choose between her. Because uh, I feel like Rose is still like trying to save her people. And I don't know if that, that other girl would actually even ever give a shit. So saving her people by killing children. Sorry, no. It's not it's just saying as bad. it's right. It's just as bad. It, there's I no. Sh- I was gonna sh- say shun every ancient civilization for fucking child sacrifices, bro. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Our crops will grow better, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's gotta go. Damn it, Bobby. He's not a virgin. That wouldn't work. Um, no. <laughs> imagine if that was something with the shine, like the virgin made it taste sweeter too. That'd be fucked up. Oh, <laughs> God, no. I'm just saying. Taste that shit. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if they got flavors, his tasted like whiskey. So it's possible, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Mine would be straight up weed. It'd be like, oh, man. They're that fucking, would be the parody. That would be the. Your, they start taking your steam, and they get high say, as fuck, and they can't finish you off. That would be the fucking scary movie version of that, dude. It would just be yeah. like, like all of a sudden they'd be like, 
hitting me, dude, but it would sound like a bubbler for some fucking reason, dude. They'd be like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's your shine power. That's your, you can never, you can never get taken because they get so high before they finish you that you're like, like, bro, we don't even know what we're here for. We're like, see you later, bitches. <laughs> Just leave in a cloud of smoke. And like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, what's all our shine powers? His, uh, that would be the funniest part. That'd be fucking stupid. All right. Uh, <laughs> favorite kill. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go Crow Daddy. I know I kind of said that earlier, but I think that I'm going to stick with that one, dude. I think that was the most. I, I still felt most satisfaction with the, the pusher bitch. Pusher, yeah, I'm, go, I'm going pusher bitch. I'm going pusher. That's, that's fair, man. Crow Daddy for me was more of that. I guess it was kind of the scene which led to like just that death being so sweet. Just, mm. Yeah. All right. So worst moment or scene. I can't. Didn't do best scene yet. I didn't. Best scene. <laughs> <laughs> the scene in the room with Abra and Rose the Hat. Oh, dude, that That's was weird. fucking good. See, I, I that was, got I, scary on the opposite side, though. You know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. like, oh, whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah. See, you know something? I got one, and it's a scene we haven't talked about, but I think it's also a, another pivotal moment when it's the eight years later, and Danny's talking to Dick Halloran, and he's telling him, "You got to do right and help this little girl, or it's going to be a bad time." Basically, because I think, to me, I, I like that scene. It was Qui-Gon talking to Obi-Wan about getting a new Padawan. See, I was pretty much like you got to sacrifice yourself because I didn't. Yeah, because 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 he says to him at that point, it's like, this is the last time you're going to see me. So you better you better go do right. So which I wonder why it was the last time. Like, do you only have a certain amount of power to come back and forth i guess or that or he knew he just dissipates what, at the, yeah maybe he knows he's he, gonna die. Or he, he knew that that's where it's gonna go if you have aids and they suck the life out of you you reckon it affects them oh my that's a hell of a question what's growing on my lip what <laughs> spiritual hurts uh <laughs> i don't know i'm so- why does it burn when i pee <laughs> What the fuck is I'm going to say on? no because they can kind of self-heal. So even if they got AIDS, I feel like they'd be able to like heal themselves with that. Oh, well, so you got to go to someone who doesn't have it. But you have a and I hope they time. don't have AIDS because they're going after all these kids. So unless they're like fucking in some <laughs> weird fucking areas, dude. <laughs> uh, okay. I was thinking the same. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all going to burn hell. All right. Um. Wait, I'm gonna go from when they got the, everything in the Overlook Hotel from there on to the end. So, like the third act, right, right yeah, basically. That or Dude, the scene, I did love that, that or the Overlook, that or Obi Wan talking through uh Abra. Oh, that's a great scene. <sighs> Fuck, you, that was good too. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna go I'm gonna go with that scene instead. All right, I'll flip it because I went with best kill from that scene. So I'll go with Overlook because, yeah, that's what you're waiting for. Especially when you get when they start attacking Rose and their fingers are like going under her skin and shit, dude. Like, ah, oh, she was awesome, dude. All right. So worst moment or scene. That's easy. That's the scene where uh, 
when he wakes up and the, sees the ghost of the woman and the, the baby. Yeah. Oh, that, was... that did. That hurt. That really did. That hurt a lot. Like yeah. that. I don't. Uh, I, I, and honestly, I mean, I guess if we're going to go in terms of, of like what made us feel the most, yeah, I would have to go with that one. I don't know if it was still my like least favorite scene, but. I don't have. I'm going to say it's the worst because it actually made me feel bad. And I didn't same. like that. But like I said, I don't know if you caught it. I felt on the same flip side, I felt good when he was with that first old dude that died because they were just like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Everybody would want that. <sighs> if I had to go with one that made me feel horrible, it's actually the death of the kid that we see. Because you really hear him screaming. Like the, these adults are taking this kid's life. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna go with what I said earlier. I didn't like the cut and paste of uh, Rose the Hat looking at the bloody elevators. <laughs> it just felt very. That's fair. It just felt very non-fitting to me it, by any means. It's like when they're trying to film a scene of two people talking, but they never show the two people in the same scene together, and you're just like, yeah, this doesn't feel right Alrighty, so that leads us to did the opening scene hook you in yeah oh, that yeah. would be back at the recon of the og the fucking, so yeah yep the music the fucking everything the music for yeah, sure yeah. bro yeah i love and i like that i like the scene of him like going down the hall they really liked playing with that naked old lady in this movie for sure they yeah. yeah they liked her they a lot did. <laughs> we never got any blow bear blowjobs in this fucking movie for some reason. No, we, we did not make an old lady. And that's why The Shining is a far superior movie. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but no, I like the, the creepy just him going down and closing the door while the ghost is like rising up to attack him. But then you hear her scream and you just see him come back nonchalantly. He's like, yeah, I'm bad. Like, he yeah, actually yeah. Talks you know what mom. that means? That means little Danny made her scream. Uh, yes. <laughs> So okay, I was gonna go. I was gonna say something about him being a Ghostbuster, but goddamn it, Bobby! Coming <laughs> ghost in boxes. So that's right. Made her, made her scream. Right. Got her cream. Sorry, go oh. ahead. Continue. Continue. I don't know if I don't know if it'd really be creamy at that point, dude. To be like Manny, I'd be, uh, I'd be like that or just like the overlook. Like oatmeal at that point, whatever. Uh, oh god! You know, all right. You know what, God. Most yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. most attractive character. Oh, Rose. I hate her. The old lady ghost. <laughs> okay. Nah, Rose might have been a bitch, but Rose she was, was also hot. like, mm-hmm. Rose was hot. I got to go uh, with new version Wendy Torrance. I thought she was, uh, she was pretty yeah, cute. Too. She was, she was yeah. Yeah, she was. Ah. Uh, going danny's mom she's got it going on that's also fun yeah, that, that's, yeah that's that's what i said hmm i was gonna say even abra's mom is cute but she's definitely like pumpkin spice lattes and fucking white picket fences for sure which is fine yeah she's dressing like han solo in the fall she is. uh <laughs> let's see yeah i'm gonna go rose the hat i feel like that's just an easy choice dude she's a gypsy woman she's gonna be freaky that's she was cute. cute. I'll give you that. Just yeah. mm-hmm. cool with me. Um, okay. Did the score set the mood? 
Oh, absolutely God, yes absolutely especially yeah. when they used uh, the, the some of the cues from this the original shining soundtrack it was... and even the the new music they had throughout the loved it all right best song did we have a song there was a song playing in the bar but i don't remember what it was okay we'll skip that one fuck that yeah. okay throw that one out next one favorite character abra oh, she was good she was a she was cunning. Fierce the yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking A, bro. You know, uh, we'll I was actually going to say Halloran, too. He doesn't get enough credit, and he needs it. I feel like we actually had more scenes with him in this one than we did in the first one. Almost. Yeah. Because the first one, you get the you get the tour, and then you just get him coming back at the end, right? No, you get him in between t- calling the whole scene of him talking. Calling oh yeah, the, but he's not actually at the overlook at that. He's just it's no. just yeah. no, 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 no. Um, not that he's really here in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Favorite characters? I don't know, man. Everybody was really likable, even the villains in this one, except for that one chick. Like she just was kind of cunty, so. Uh, this is a tough decision for me. You know, what? I'm gonna go Crow Daddy. I usually don't pick a villain, but okay. I I, I kind of liked him. He uh, because he was there for his people for sure. Might have been you know his yeah. people might have been shit bags, but that was he his was family, there and that's what that's what he was sticking for. Like that's why I feel like that scene with him and her in the van was just so like fucking awesome because he's just giving her this bullshit of line it's like yo man there was a lot of good people killed today you lost some and we lost some it's like bitch your people aren't good fuck you (laughs) i can kill kids you fucker uh all right so was it scary not really no 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 i don't know if it was it had some definitely moments of like i mean it it's got child kidnapping and child murder. That shit's scary. Yeah, I guess. I could see like where they're going to say yeah, killing. Like, the, I'm saying like if you're younger and you're watching the kid get killed in that scene, yeah, I could see that could be a little horrifying. I I, yeah. I think it is scary to a degree because it's also like this world. We don't know everything about it. What is out there? But I feel like what the scary kind of is also taken away because like, let's be honest, everybody's got superpowers in this movie too. So yes and no. I don't know. I guess parts. Uh, I don't even know if we should really answer this one, but does it hold up today? Not even fucking old. Yeah, four years old. So, all right. Uh, How was the acting? Phenomenal. There's phenomenal thing to say. Cinematography, dude. This had some of the coolest, awesome shots in this whole movie. Fuck yeah, dude! the The pull away shot when Rose was in the hedge maze. Yes, that was that was fucking one. sweet. Her satelliting the fucking globe and like pinpointing in on the house. That whole fucking shit was cool. Uh yeah, man. There was just a lot of weird. I even liked when they were in the hedge maze and they were fucking with her, and just the box was behind her, just slowly creeping up, trying yeah. to like watch. I was like, bro, he's pulling a Pac-Man. Just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorites is the transition from when she's in Abra's room, her hand is stuck, and then you see it literally go to her mind of that library of shit 
that she's got going on in her mind. I love the transition. So here's a question for you boys, and it might be too. If if he locked her in that crate, right? She's actually still a physical being. Well, how does that work? Like, it's, it's, is the the body? The, she'll probably the be body, okay. So the body's dead, but her, her yeah, because her consciousness like would the, be locked away in that. The box, ghosts so. to me are spectral consciousnesses, so it would make sense of like why I could detain right, yeah. that. I I say makes sense like that actually is a, you know fucking palatable thing. Okay, no, I was just we're scientists. I just, yeah, I just. I don't know. That was just my thought. I'm like, yo, if they caught her in that, like, it's just like she just goes limp. Like, she, her her consciousness would probably just she be trapped in the box, and she would be a vegetable. Enough. Which would mean she's not able to feed. Which means she would transition, right. and then end up fucking say just that, turning that into fucking, smoke. Yeah, they would go uh, Infinity War there. <laughs> Alrighty, so. Was there any other cinematographer moments? I didn't mean to like boycott uh, anything. The whole no. movie. <laughs> uh, do we like the premise? Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Dude. It fit. How else do you do a sequel to this movie? I don't know. All right. Climax satisfying. Oh, Fuck God. Yeah, yes. dude. Yeah. We went yeah. back to the fucking hotel, man. Got all the ghosts back. You get to see everybody. You're like, ooh, there's the twins. And there's a fucking. <laughs> there's Grady. <laughs> yep. Grady and his bloody fucking head. Great party. All right, boys. Uh, the four R's. I'm sure we're all just going to rewind. Just rewind. Rewind. Okay. Yep. Let's rate it, boys. 4.2 is what the Doppelganger Kanga Benga gave us. Bobby, what do you got, homie? Solid five for me. Wow. Uh, listen, there's movies I, that I've rated that high with flaws. This is one of them. Solid five. There's Ooh, nothing Sean's- bad about it. Sean said Rose's death should have been more brutal. It would have been more satisfying if it would have been more brutal, but I thought it was pretty I, solid. I enjoyed it for what it was. They, yeah. She was getting eaten off of, so, you know, she she got her comeuppance. All righty. Scuba, what do you got, homie? I am going to give it a 4.7. Okay, you guys are going real high. Yeah, Daddy? I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with the DKB. I'll give it a 4.2. 4.2. I really enjoyed it. It's not on the same level as The Shining, so I can't go that high because I did give that a five. Yeah, I was gonna say I gave The Shining a five. Um, this was really good. It's very different from The Shining, but obviously still works as a uh, series, or at least two movie together. Um, I'm gonna go with 4.2 as well, I guess, because like I feel like 4.5. I don't know. It's you know what? Fuck! It, I'm gonna give it four point five. All right, shit. Kind of where I was leading anyway. So okay, and then we gonna divide that bitch by five. So that would be a four point five. All right, four point okay. five two for uh, 2019's Doctor Sleep. Fuck yeah! Glad we watched that one, dude. For Me sure. Too. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy we did. Thank you for that. Thank you for that picture, Daddy. It's uh, it's been one I've been meaning to watch. So. What are we doing? Oh, next, next week? week is a Bobby pick. Next week we are doing society, wow, which I know actually that sounded, <laughs> you sounded way too somber, man. Bobby, your last about mutant. To be roaches. fair, I was going to put that on there if Bob didn't. I know nothing about this movie. I haven't either, but it's one that what I've always it? wanted to see because I've heard it's one. I just I always needed to see. It covered a lot in Fangoria back in the nineties. It's uh it's very bubble gummy. 
gross peopley things. That's all you need to know. It it's wet, right it's moist, it's gross. Blech. Yeah. Just I almost thought that was my pick, but maybe it is a Bob pick. Maybe Bob chose it, so I took something else. Just the way Chad said. Oh, you know what? It's a Bobby is, pick. I'm like, yeah, it's a Bobby pick. Is may, maybe mayhem? <laughs> well, remember, you maybe I put mayhem. Slugs, so what's that? So remember, Bobby picked slugs. So there you so go. So what? I've, I've is this been my pick? Shit recently. Is that okay? Hey, slugs gave us that great greenhouse explosion, and I will yeah. never forget it, dude. So, <laughs> uh, no, this was yeah, this was a Chad Daddy pick today. So, yeah, we got okay. Society next week. And then, uh, fuck yeah, dude, Jason X after that. Oh, Everybody needs to lay down in a bed like that one dude that he calls in the scene. Yeah, we need, we need to all hook our fucking cameras up and shit like this. Like, what do you want? You know, the sad thing is, though, that uh, puts, the, that puts the nail in the coffin of our Friday the 13th fest. It is um, sad, but I mean, dude, we're already in October for this year, so it's like, that's, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking a. Okay, so next week's society. Let's see. Uh, let's see where the fuck we can find that. Well, I'm looking that up. You got anything nerdy, boys? I do not. So, uh, I have well, nothing. I, uh, there is a tentative deal in the writer's strike, so we might finally be seeing some projects moving forward. Really? Yes. This is uh society 1989, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's on uh, Philo, Sling, Redbox for free, Plex for free, so Fubo, whatever the fuck that is. All right, so it's kind of I have I Sling. Have it's on Sling TV for yeah, free. Yeah, it's on also. a bunch of shit, so fuck yeah, dude. Um, it's going to be a gross one. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing nerdy, dude. The only thing nothing. I have, well, oh, I have. nerdy, but it, it was just like released today. Uh, Miramax is now shopping around the Ooh, Halloween the Halloween, the Halloween rights, rights for film or TV. No, it's now, it's now all up for sale. Stop! Just let it go to rest. Let I mean, I personally think it needs to be at least a five or ten years. It's a little too soon to begin with, anyway. Either way, either that, just do the fucking anthology series. Just do an anthology go series. Go back, retcon ends, make it part of. Uh, fucking shamrock silver shamrock like everybody wanted and then yeah that shit just needs to lay to rest for five to six years solid dude i would love it if they just went back retcon halloween five and made a better sequel to four <laughs> fair never happened well you know what in this day and age dude i i can't even say that man yeah you, There's can, been yeah, so you can't many, say like yeah redos and re-fucking boots and everything else and Fucking hey, bro. Oh, you know what? I got some nerdy news, which we all know. Uh, sad day for anybody playing the Evil Dead games. That shit's going to be shut down within probably a year or so. Yeah. Uh, developers have completely just lost steam on it. They're not going to release any more DLCs or anything, which, you know what, man? I did enjoy the game, but if I'm going to be completely honest, and I know the homies can agree with me, the longevity just wasn't there, man. I, tr- I didn't get into it really. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It's just it needed a more single player. Or not? I'm sorry. It needed a more story driven co op based style. Yeah, you got to get yep. rid of this asymmetrical fucking one v three shit, dude. Because you know what? I like Texas Chainsaw, but the same thing's gonna fucking happen. It's actually already happening if you look at a lot of the people bitching about it and shit like that. There's already people bitching that there needs more maps and all this other shit. Blah blah. blah. And it's just, 
Yeah. You know what, Sean? I'm going to agree, man. Friday 13th, for all its fucking flaws and all its fucking glitches, actually made it more of a fun fucking <laughs> There were so many great glitches in there. Oh, my God, dude. Some of the ones where you get, like, the random meat Jasons and shit, dude. That dude, are just... that happened to me several times. It was Yeah. Like, it's, you'd see Jason like... walking back into the cabin at the end, and he's got, like, an eyeball here on his arm. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I had one the whole time. His mask. It was like in his city, and it was like the whole part nine face, but it was over his whole body. And it was the part nine body. It was so gross looking, and I'm like, "Ugh, this looks even worse than fucking like this. Any scarier than any other Jason?" Dude. But in terms of the chains, look, I hope it doesn't. I hope that they're like we release it as this, but we can change it as we go. I guess we'll find out. Problem is, dude, is just it's game types like that, man, and let you. It's even with Ghostbusters. I love the Ghostbusters game, but the game's been out enough time to where, damn it, like, and I hope maybe they'll do it with the Sam Hain DLC coming out next month, but they need to add different gameplay. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the shit gets stale after a fucking minute, dude. Even any other game that has multiplayer all has different gameplay style modes. Any shooter, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, heard they're making a new Friday game? Yeah. yeah, there's it's would not it wouldn't it it's not I, it's be supposed to be anywhere. more like um oh what was that one you were playing not too long ago, Scoobs? Uh Mass nope, Effect? a horror game. Dead uh, by Daylight? Uh no, it was a story driven one where like people, Quarry. Quarry. Yeah, that one. I, I would love for it to be like okay. that. Oh, that'd be fucking yeah, awesome. That that's what I heard. That's so what they were fun. the idea is trying to drive on it. I'm like that's what they should have did from the fucking get go. Giving us, give us a story driven, narrative Friday Thirteenth game. That would be fucking horrifying. That's the point. That's what it should be. That would be, but, but yeah, I'm saying that would be fucking yeah, great. I agree. Like I like, like I said, the asymmetrical games are fun, but like, how long do they last? Do you, I guarantee, I can put yeah. money on it right now. It's gonna be the same thing with Killer Clowns. Yep. Killer Clowns is gonna come out. Yep. Everybody's gonna fucking love it for a hardcore month, maybe two, and then it'll just die off. Yeah, because there's only one movie to base that on. How many maps are you going to get out of that? Exactly. Anything after that would just be all fan fiction shit. You know what I mean? Just be like, yeah, whatever. We're going to make it up. Yep. You can have the town. You can have the uh, the, the spaceship, and that's it. Exactly. All righty, homies. I'm going to say we wrap this bitch up. I think that's about it. Uh, Bob, you want to start us off? This is your killing machine. Bobby Amon saying we'll see you next week for society. See you then, bitches. This is your host with the ghost, Prince of the Paranormal, the Duke of the Dead, Lord Scubacabra, saying, see you next yeah, week. This is your dark little knowledge, your Chad Daddy, all the way down yonder on that Chattahoochee. Saying we'll be back yeah. next week society, bitches. All righty, and I am your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying adios, Gorehounds. Thank you once again for joining us for another fantastic episode. And last but not least, always remember, stay fresh, cheese bags. Old lady dick. Ew. Ew.